Blog Talk Radio. Hello, happy Sunday. This is Seeds of Change, and I'm your host, Danielle St. John. Um, we have a really big show today. Um, in the third hour, we're going to be joined by um, our good friend, Craig Pasta, um, and uh, to discuss his documentary um, on Lahaina. And he was there on the ground and um, was able to, to get some really great interviews uh, with some locals. So, um, uh, and Elizabeth is with us. Let's let her in. Hello. Happy Sunday. Well, happy Sunday. This Lincoln Continental. It's not Sunday. Don't take a ride in your Lincoln. I'm waiting for a door knock in a, in a ribbon in the bottle of shots from the FBI. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, some somebody will follow our show and pick up pick up our our needs and our wants and deliver us little gifts for hard work. How are you, baby? I'm doing Continental. really good. I had a great week. Um, <laughs> really looking forward to um, Craig Pasta coming on to talk about his documentary in the third hour. Um, super happy he could join us. Um, I'm excited too. I, I, we are so lucky. So lucky to be able to showcase young documentary. Documentary. Yeah. Young journalists on the rise. Yeah, that's so cool. Exactly. So Nobody cool. seems to want to, to do that. You know, everybody's kind of put uh, Lahaina well, you know out of their mind. Oh, because they're afraid they'll be thrown in jail like all the rest of the journalists. There's a war on truth, don't you know? And they're scaring right. people by them in jail. So, you know what? We have to <laughs> encourage these bad boys that have no fear. Good for him. How did you find this guy? How did you find out about him? Let's Actually, we were um, we met during the, the original Bernie movement, and he's he's evolved just like okay. the rest the rest of us have not not everybody, but um, but a lot of us have evolved past the, the Bernie stuff, and but that's how how we originally um, met. And my hecklebirds are even though they're covered are, are wanting to get in on this. Um, but <laughs> hey. That's so, okay. but yeah, but that's how we met, and um, and he interviewed me um, on the convo couch. Um, uh, gosh, when I ran for governor in 2018, he actually voted for me for governor during the recall election, um, and uh, and we you know we stayed in touch uh, ever since then. And now he's um, he's been filling in for Jimmy Dore while he's been on tour um, the last couple Ooh. months and doing a bang up job, just a great job. Um, and so, yeah, um, and yeah, just friends and have stayed friends ever since the Bernie stuff. So that's how I know him. Oh, my gosh. We're so, so blessed. You know, mm-hmm. that I would call you the former governor of California if it wasn't so embarrassing. We've got to find something else. <laughs> just, just <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's impressive. My God. Yeah. Well, speak, speak up a little oh, bit. Man. I can barely hear you. Well, I'm sorry. I said that's impressive. I made a little joke about California, how embarrassing it would be to be the former governor of California. Oh, geez, I know. I heard a, I heard a fun people. little thing about Chicago the other day, which was uh, come for the come for the food, stay because you got shot. Exactly. Exactly. 
Would you would you would you like to make a million dollars? You can be part of my family. Let me tell you a little story about the corruption and the construction business here. Every okay, politician has family members that owns a construction company and has forever, forever and ever. And all of the billions, fifty nine billion dollars of COVID money that came with with a, a I believe a legal Astrich, you can't just pay off the pensions and you can't use it to pay your bills like you thought or like maybe we were hoping. No, you have to be legal types of uh, improvements. We're gonna, I know, let's pass a bill. It'll be for construction. And the whole state of Illinois is torn up for the road construction splash COVID money that goes right back to the pockets of the politicians. Shh, don't tell anybody. That's a Chicago secret. And the pizza is pretty fucking good, too. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's oh, funny. My God. I wish it's our not. roads were, were tore up. Uh, we've got terrible roads. I don't know what. We had, a like, a billion-dollar surplus, too, with the COVID stuff. I have no idea where that went. Maybe for maybe wow. for uh, abortion tourism. Or, or check out their shoes. See what kind of shoes they're wearing. Nice shoes? Real nice shoes. Yeah, I love this shit too. That's the irony. Is like it's a never-ending. It's it's almost like job security. Use bad quality, bad quality asshole. You know, it was so funny during COVID when they decided to acclimate us to the land of no standards and you can't get anything. It's like living in Russia during the 1920s where you can't get anything. And um, bread costs $100 if you can find it. They, it was always the, well, due because of COVID, supply chains and da, 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 We lost our minds and we can't, there's no customer service and no quality. And, and it was, it was like, oh, but of course, but of course. And they tore all the roads up. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. is it too dangerous to do these projects? I thought everything's shut down and we're supposed to sequester and eat our food outside and the restaurants, you know can't be open it's too dangerous but we're doing all these projects and they tore all the roads up but then they had to stop because they were out of asphalt they were out of gravel they ran out of gravel and i was like what you make gravel we're we're on top of a glacier we're on top of a the old ice shelf from the glacier full of gravel and if need be you can grind up old cement and it turns into gravel. I've seen it happen on your construction yeah. sites. It was ridiculous. It was so funny. So it was like, it was almost like the government shutting down, the construction business shut down. Interesting. It's still the rule. If no, well, yeah, it kind of, almost, almost a little, we're so used to it. It's like living in a war zone, living in Chicago with construction. It never ends. It's never finished. We look like Beirut. Back in the 70s. I don't know what Beirut looks like now. Is Beirut still in existence, by the way? I never hear about Beirut. We used to always about hear what? Beirut. Beirut. See, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Beirut. That was the former uh, Libya, Syria, Palestine, Yemen. That was the, the favorite bombing area of the PLO. Back in the 70s, we still. This is a continuation of this Middle Eastern war, but Beirut was always a rumble. It was a rumble in you know, war torn, everything blown to smithereens before the Iraqi war was 
be roots. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I do kind of, I, I hesitated to know, to talk about this, but if you want to, we can go into this. Not really. Not really. I'm, no, I, I really, you know, I'd rather keep a nice high vibe and, and get away from, I haven't had the, the news on apparently something, everyone's wearing a flag for Australia. I feel bad for Australia. I just don't, it, it's a never ending steamroller of trauma based mind control. What I happened think. in Australia? I didn't even hear about that. I don't know and I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm like, I, don't want, I didn't ask questions. Um, I can't. I don't know. Uh, you know, we, we haven't, we still haven't fully recovered from, do you remember the, the children from Yemen when everyone had a starving child as their cover photo? And then yeah, we went yeah. out and this, to that, to that. It's, and that's almost, I'm like, there's too much. And, and we're still, we're going to talk about Maui. Um, there's so many, I, I think the reality that we create, what we give our energy to and our attention to, we can manifest and create. I don't want any more, I don't want any more political, you know, the, the politics of us and them, right and wrong, um, the thing in Israel, I'm on the other, I'm on the other side. I don't want, I don't have the energy to fight about it. Um, I don't think right. it's good. I don't think it's good to ever hate somebody because somebody else told you to. And that's how I feel about that. And think about that and then we'll talk another day. But I know that there's so many, I don't want to fight and I don't have, I want to create and I want to feel good. Yeah. That's what I want. So I'm still gathering information on it. This is, this is where I am right now. I, I'm fairly sure it was a false flag. Um, I'm, I'm fairly sure that we're going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent sure that we provided those weapons, you know, and I, I agree um, with you there that the CIA um, is off of vacation because that is what they do. And we are very, very well-versed in, in funding both sides of the war oh, to make money. And this is, yeah. this is a picture, picture perfect case. Of that, yeah, and I, I'm fairly like, certain in the next week or so we're gonna see Biden ask to give money to Israel. Um, you know, like that's like we we we've been through these kind of things so much that you can almost see what's mean, gonna happen next. Right, but Israel could become southern Ukraine. You know, you never know, and it could be the 51st second state of the United States. Right. I mean, how much money do we already send them that nobody ever talks about, right? I mean, so so I, I'm with you on that. Like, of course, my mom, like, jumps in and, and of course, is like, ah, ah, Israel, ah, poor Israel. And and then, well, you know. I because I'm for everybody. But yeah, I'm, right. I'm extra poor. I'm not going to jump on the I hate Israel because it's become fashionable. Right. And that's how I feel. And, right. and I have a different, I'm, I'm old school like your mom is. I still, I don't know. I, I really think that you guys have been duped with propaganda to hate them that much, but that's my feelings. And that's why I'm not going to yeah. open it. Well, it's the room. government that I hate, not the people, not the, not the culture, not what it represents. Not, you know, none of that. I think it's, it's beautiful what Israel that's represents. Um, and I, and I feel for the people. 
Um, I don't want to ever see people die mm-hmm. first, you know, for an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see people die, period. But especially like kind of seeing that the writing's on the wall and there's some kind of agenda uh, going on. Uh-huh. Um, I hate the government, but I feel really bad for the people. That's good. That's very good that you still have that compassion. I'm going to go back to my 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 points of reference when I was your age is we had this is not new and and there was war there were terrorists there were here and there and it was in Ireland and it was yeah yeah and it was um, I can't remember what the heck what we call but nonetheless it was between Beirut and Israel and that was the Palestinians and, and Israel. And and you don't even, it's like you didn't know what Beirut was. I'm like, wow. But that was. Well, no, no. I knew what Beirut was. I just didn't know that there was something going on at that time in Beirut. Oh, the yeah, last thing I remember thinking was, about Beirut is that massive explosion that happened a few years ago. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. But it was always in the news talking about faraway conflicts stirring up, getting us used to. It was far enough away, it didn't really bother us, but then you hit Harry Kissinger in the background, assuring us everything was okay, blah, 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 blah. And we, we've been spoon-fed this, this environment. And now it's just like steamballed into this, you know, the, the constant wars in, in each... Go- and it, it, it's like once one totally burnt to a crisp, almost... They'll, they'll light and match, and it'll be the next one. It'll be Libya, it'll be Syria, it'll be Ukraine, it'll be this, that. Um, and it was a long time before, oh, wait, Iran, the damn Iranians, again, from the 70s. We hated them back then, but now, of course, the threat we've been talking about, boom, look what they did. And now the whole, the whole powder keg could blow at any second because it conditioned you to accept and not, not get into the we should all do sit-ins no one we're not leaving our houses a, a loving for the day you know they did that with vietnam we don't get upset over horrible things we're used to horrible things yeah and and it's just a name we we don't even know geographically where these places are on the earth we don't know the map right. at all Nobody. Well, and nobody could point out Ukraine um, before a couple of years ago. Whoa. You know what I mean? Like now, all of a sudden, know. everybody knows. It, but it, I had to chuckle when I read—I I don't know if Putin <laughs> tweeted this or not—but when when they, you know, the the Russia was at war with Germany during the 30s, during the World War II, and the yeah, Ukraine and World was part of war. The Ukraine, the Ukraine was part of Russia back then, and yeah. for them to have a, a Nazi being saluted by the Ukraine, who was decimated during that war by the the, the Nazis, was like, did you never open a history book? Have you read a book? You know what? What are you guys thinking? What that you book? Know, it's like, seriously, and I thought, good point on that one, um, yeah. but. You know, it's all, it's all theater. It's theater. It's theater of the – that was kabuki theater of the absurd, if you really knew your history. I was like, well done. And, and But now we don't know about – you know, that's last six news. You know, now we're on to uh, Hamas. When have you heard of Hamas? 
It's been so long ago that nobody knows how to pronounce Hamas, not yeah. Hamas. Is, is it Hamas? Yeah, I was no. like, oh, <laughs> this is how you do <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> you're, take, you're taking my my attention from your story with your bad pronunciation. of You don't even know what hummus. It's not hummus. It's hummus. Yeah, okay. that's what, yeah. <laughs> oh, hummus my is God. what you eat with pita bread. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And hummus, hummus is fulfillment of biblical prophecy. I was like, oh, dear God. No, it's not. <laughs> That's the flavor of the week. You're not. And, please don't, and please don't tell me. Please tell me you're kidding that nobody said that, right? That it's biblical prophecy. Yeah. Please. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I, I just said that it's Hamas is the flavor of the week. But I was listening to a full commentary video on how this has fulfilled prophecies and is fulfilling prophecy, whether it was political prophecy slash biblical prophecy um and as it triggered my memory i'm like yeah this is kind of the the okay all right i have to walk that back a little bit because i did think for like 30 seconds when i was watching some of this footage that i was like "Ooh, if they take down that wailing wall uh, oh did they nope i don't know i don't know if they they, but but that wouldn't like flashed in my head if they if they took down the wailing wall then that would be actually fulfilling biblical prophecy. So let me do, I I, I should walk that back. Do you know that right now is a very holy, it's Holy Week right now. And they attacked during Holy Week. They did this 50 years ago on Yom Kippur. They did it like, I don't know, five days, six day war. Yeah. Then this is the exact same thing. It's like, but but you know what? There are no wars with, no rules with war. You know, it's kind of (laughs) like, It's there like actually fight club, are. Guys. It's a war. <laughs> well, not yeah, really. Not... You, you try to, but it's like, you know what? We hate you so much, we're going to try to fucking kill you. There's no rules, sorry, because you made well, us that mad. And it's like, it's kind of absurd to think that there are rules of war. They made them, but they actually... But nobody they actually follows them. We don't even follow them. We it, certainly don't follow them. It's not exactly... It, 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 okay. It's okay for me to kill you, but i got to kill you a certain way. It's in a certain way. It really, yeah. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's, I don't know. It's just, it yeah. is. Um, can we can we agree that it's bad to kill, to kill? That would be better. It's bad to kill over. Sh- I'm trying to contain the the uh, ferocious ferocious chihuahuas. Um, it's bad to kill over land, money, and women. Things you can get. There's more. There's more land. There's more money. There's more women. Whatever you're gonna fight over, there'll be something else. You, we'll get right. you a new one. Don't kill people. That, we need to get back to that. And we're just so wrapped up in, what is the word? Uh, righteous indignation. Yes. It's okay because you've attacked righteous. my country, my constitution, my way of life. You crossed this line in the sand. Uh, my, my, my code of honor from 300 years ago on my family rights. Whatever. Stop having a temper tantrum. Act like an adult, a loving, caring adult, and we just simply can't. And it's it's nobody's upset over that. They're upset over how much money you're giving someone to go kill someone. You're wasting my money on bullets that we don't have. It's like wow, wow. We we're like totally so far away from where we should be as intelligent human beings that have this amazing amount of, of technology. We're not like, you know, 
running around with sticks and rocks and, you know, we, we masked all the way to quantum physics and, you know, little little microchips and pieces of plastic that never stop. And we still can't be nice to each other and be fair and just and keep and not lose our temper like a three year old. You know? That's yeah. That's my take on today's news. Whatever happened in Israel or Australia or what's gonna happen tomorrow because um, now they're at war, and it, if they took and they blew up, say, let's say, they're so close to that uh, that that black box that everyone goes to Mecca and walks around, and then the, the Wailing Wall and whatever that one is, and I guess it's Mecca. Um, we 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 bombed and destroyed the ancient Assyrian beautiful monuments in Iraq and they're gone. We only have pictures of them. They were just destroyed. And and they were, you were talking, I remember uh, you, you spoke on this on another episode, but that these were like libraries and and places of, um, you know, where information was gathered. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't even know it's, it's written on the walls. We hadn't been able to decipher it yet. Mm -hmm. And now it's gone. Mom is with us now. That's how you make gravel to make roads. Load up. Right. Hey, Carla. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Hi, Mom. Mom is with us now. Maybe. Welcome. I'm unmuted. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Glad to to be here. Just a little bit of a technical issue. So here I am. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I sent out the invite um, earlier this week because I was helping a new host, uh, with with her show setting up her first show so i so I'm like well, I'm i here. did I get one look. i did get one dated october 7th yesterday uh but it, it was called keys of the kingdom and it didn't i i didn't think that was the right one so i just no I that's searching. a different show that's weird mm-hmm. yeah um, I, and I want to play this really quick we were just talking about um like basically yeah. how uh, once there's a, you know, that there's a new conflict going on, that the old conflicts just never get revisited. And, and, uh, and Elizabeth said, do you remember how, remember when, when people used to have, you know, pictures of, of starving babies from, you know, Yemen all over their profile yes. pictures? And, yes, yes. And, and, you know, and, and then all of a sudden nobody and... cares about the dying children in Yemen, right? Um, right? This is really, really quick. It's only two minutes. But this is Jimmy Dore um, talking, uh, and this is uh, uh, covering a clip. That's it's kind of poking fun basically at Ukraine, but Ukraine virtue signaling. Um, but well, it's, it's, yeah, then that's it's almost cute. what Hold we on. do with everything, though. Is, is right, everything exactly. is a virtue. Seriously, because it you, we never go back to it. It's always something new. Right. It's the flavor right, right, of the week. This is two minutes, so here we yeah. go. Three, two, one. Now this video we we've uh, we've featured uh, the work of this woman here before, and uh, she's got a new video out called Virtue Signaling in Style. So let's check it out. So I painted my nails blue and yellow in support of Ukraine. And the manicurist was like, why not paint your nails red, black, and white in support of Yemen? And I'm like, what the fuck is a Yemen? And she goes, Yemen is a country in the Middle East experiencing a horrific war and the world's worst humanitarian crisis, led by Saudi Arabia and backed by the United States. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like those colors. (laughs) 
I'm gonna, I want to watch it again. So I painted my nails blue and yellow. And, Here we go. Ready? So I painted my nails blue and yellow in support of Ukraine. And the manicurist is like, why not paint your nails red, black, and white in support of Yemen? And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is a Yemen? And she goes, Yemen is a country in the Middle East experiencing a horrific war in the world's worst humanitarian crisis, led by Saudi Arabia and backed by the United States. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like those colors. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> very nice. That's our very own Misha did that. Thank I don't you. like the colors either, Misha. I don't like the black, white, and red. Or yeah, whatever. That's good for you, good. honey. Very funny. We look forward to more of those uh, videos. Those are very funny. Did you enjoy that, Kurt? It was very virtuous. Very, yeah, <laughs> very virtuous. I think that's all the the stuff I have for today. I think we did everything. Yep. Yeah, that's good enough. But, like, that's, come on. That's exactly what's going on. Um, what the fuck the is a Yemen? Kardashian world. Hello. You know? What is a what yeah. the fuck's a Yemen? Oh, <laughs> I don't Lord like God help colors. us. <laughs> yeah. A Yemen. Oh, what is a Yemen? Well, that's the truth though. And and it doesn't match my hair and yeah. Yeah, there, we don't have we don't have any it doesn't match my hair. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I support the latest thing. Exactly. <laughs> and I and I I've dyed my hair and nails to match, you know, that's why, yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, crazy. People are crazy. Crazy crazy. So um I was a little uh and apprehensive about the show today because Danielle and I have often crossed swords about the whole Palestinian uh, versus Israeli conflict. Uh Um, I accused her of having absorbed Palestinian propaganda and she uh, accuses me of being mom. And, um, you know, so so I I approach this from a spirit yeah, and I, I, I was like, this, wow, this, is, this hasn't really happened very often, so I'm very interested. Go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> I no, approach this it, from a spiritual aspect um, yeah. and, and a historical aspect. So I wanted to read you guys how the Jewish homeland came into existence. So I, um, when did Israel start? Well, on May 14, 1948, David Ben-Gurion, the head of the Jewish agency, proclaimed the establishment of the state of Israel. U.S. President Harry S. Truman recognized the new nation on the same day. Okay. So at, there was a war. Um, I think you guys have probably heard, it, heard of it. It's called, it was called World War II. And during World War II, millions of Jewish people were exterminated by the Third Reich. Now, we could even go all the way back (laughs) to biblical times when God said about 150 times in the Bible, when you will return to your own land, you you will retake the land, you will have the land back. It was after the temple was destroyed, and they got scattered all over. Um, they they took it um, when they all the slaves left Egypt. Uh, they ruined it time and time again. The Jews have 
screwed it up and worshipped right. idols and gotten their asses, their tit caught in the ringer, as it were, with the Lord. And they keep get, kept getting kicked out of the, the land that they promised them, the promised land, right? Over and over and over again, okay? Throughout the process, they, again, scattered all over to all points of the globe, and there were millions of them in Germany, German Jews. And they were exterminated, literally, by the millions. Right. After, after the war ended... Um, the Balfour de- uh, Declaration of 1917, which favored the establishment of a Jewish national homeland in Palestine, which doesn't exist, by the way, President Franklin D. Roosevelt had assured the Arabs in 1945 that the United States would not intervene without consulting both the Jews and the Arabs in that region. The British, who held a clon- colonial mandate for Palestine until May 1948, opposed both the creation of a Jewish state and an Arab state in Palestine as well as unlimited immigration of Jewish refugees to the region. Great Britain wanted to preserve good relations with the Arabs to protect its vital political and economic interests in Palestine. So there were people that weren't, didn't want it to happen. Um, and it's obviously always economics, okay? I, I have a question, though. Go ahead. Do you, so the Balfour Dec- Declaration was uh, between two people. Do you... 19, Balfour, it was in 1917. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and it, and, and it was between two, two, two people, Balfour and who else? I'm looking in the article and I don't, I, well, let's look Rothschild. it up. Rothschild. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I believe and you. the declaration says that it so hold basically. On. I'm going to yeah. read it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Basically says, and you, you please read it. But it basically says that it, after World War One ended and the Ottoman Empire was seized as a, as the spoils of war, right. um, they, uh, the, this document basically says that if there were ever any atrocities ever again with the Jewish people, this land would be given to them. And then, you know, less than. You know what? What is what is it? Forty years later, thirty years yeah. later, they okay. It was so they an give atrocity it against the Jews. Okay. Since then, if if you've ever looked at the map at a map of the Middle East, you realize that what they were given was this tiny little piece in the middle of a, a whole lot of Arab countries. I mean, like they're tiny. Okay. Yeah. And, and so is, they were and given it their it. homeland. I I do get that. Yeah. Yep. Biblically, and also because a whole bunch of nation states said, we're going to let you be in this place. And people have been trying to take it back from them ever since. Okay? Well, because this they gave, because it was, other people Palestine. were living there. Perhaps. Okay? Yes, but, but Palestinians here, were living there. Okay, so, sweetheart, there was no such thing as Palestinians. That's a made-up bullshit name. There's no such thing as Palestinians. Oh. Okay, we can call I'm them the Ottomans go. then. Okay, so we can call them Ottomans. You're right. Okay, so perhaps, but you know what? Guess what? The biggest, baddest stick said, we're giving this tiny little country to the Jews. Okay, yeah. they started here. They should end up here. They have been persecuted in every corner of the globe. So let's give them this tiny little piece of land. Okay, if there was ever an atrocity again, and there was, 
Right. Six million and, of them. Yeah, possibly the manufactured. But, you know, I mean, this, here's oh, the thing. Does, oh, does oh, it oh, raise oh, any oh, red oh, flags oh, that, oh, that Rothschild was involved in this? Okay, sweetheart. Right. Manufactured or not, six million Jews died. So they said if there was ever another atrocity, they're going to get their homeland. And they keep using this word Palestine. It's bullshit. Okay. 1946, well, Truman announced his approval of a recommendation to admit 100,000 displaced persons into Palestine. And in October, publicly declared his support for the creation of a Jewish state. Throughout 1947, the United Nations Special Commission on Palestine examined the Palestinian question and recommended the partition of Palestine into a Jewish and an Arab state. They broke it in half. November 29, 1947, the United States adopted Resolution 181, also known as the Partition Resolution that would divide Great Britain's former Palestinian mandate into Jewish and Arab states. So not only did they give them a tiny little country, then they cut it in half. Okay. Yeah. Since then, they have had to fight and cat and and kick and scratch. Now, keep it. This is Office of the Historian. This is United States website. I'm going to go to uh, Wikipedia. Lol. Um, yeah. Right. And and uh, Elizabeth actually uh, wanted to say something real quick while you look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Real quick, we'll we'll give each other two minutes and not interrupt. And not we we all kind of have. Carl and I are on the same page to a degree. Um, my take on this is that the hatred towards supporting Israel is as old as dirt. And yep. the the propaganda that came out in the last 10 years, maybe, I don't know how long, but you got the Holocaust deniers and now everyone questions whether it was a, a false flag and just propaganda are the same people that have taken you into the land of hating this person and that person. And, and, and one thing, Palestine, Palestine actually was on ancient maps when you look at how the maps have changed through the years. But the, the hatred of the Jews has been a lot, it's, it's long and old, and I stand with Israel. And I stand with humanity where let's stop hating people based upon borders and colors of skin and religion. And it's gotten, when you look at what they've done, with it's whittled down to we hate everybody, you know, now based upon politics. And it, it, it's just wrong. And therefore, you need to step back and question who's making you hate another group of people. And why are you letting them manipulate you? And you still have Holocaust survivors that have tattoos on their arms because they were in, they were in Auschwitz, they were marched into the gas chambers. That was a real yes, thing. Yes, they're there trying to rewrite history. No question about it. Well, who's um, history? You know? I mean, I hate to be—I'm not a Holocaust denier, but I do have to say that, like, blindly believing the government on this one. Do you thing, think we do? On this yeah, one no, thing, yeah. No. I think that no, there's no. I don't believe the government. I believe Jewish Holocaust survivors. No. Okay. But but so the Jewish Holocaust survivors say that it happened exactly how U.S. history presents it, right? That, okay, so Danielle, 
nothing ever happens the, the way history presents it because humans are involved in it. I do know that, that Adolf Hitler rounded up Jews and killed them. And then did he die that. at the end of World War II? Did he kill himself? I, I have no – I doubt that very seriously. He was too much okay. of a uh, – yeah, he was too much of a, a polarizing figure, and too many people absolutely worshipped him, worship him, so they probably got him out of out of Nazi Germany. No question about it. You know, I, I, none of that. See, that's the thing. So, so you're trying to get me to say, okay, well, if one thing is true, then maybe the other things aren't no, true. No, I'm not. I'm just – all I'm trying to do is, is tell you, is, is get you to agree that – World War II did not happen the way that history tells us that it did. That's all. Some of it did, Danielle. Some of it did. Okay. Some, yes. Yes. My family, your family fought in that war. Okay. So so for for the soldiers and for the people that felt like they were saving the world from fascism, uh, they believed in it, okay, and and, and Hitler wanted to. A lot of people believed in nine eleven too. That doesn't make it. As, okay, you know, Danielle. It doesn't mean that it went down this the way is, that see, it did. And I knew this was going to happen. And and guess what? I do know that Jewish people were killed yesterday, murdered in the streets, murdered in their homes. Okay. I saw the yeah, blood and I, I, I saw feel the body. terrible for that. Yeah. About that. Okay. And and, we, and, and Hamas is, that we is a terrorist all organization. On. The Palestinians are terror mongers, and they what? kill people. Didn't exist. Okay, the people that but, think they're horrible. Palestinians. This is a group of people who who applaud that because they they're out there in freaking right now in New York City. And that is what is the, it. the most horrible atrocity is that through propaganda we have created hatred for another group of people. And and they feel justified, and that needs to be eradicated. That type of mentality needs to be called out for what it is. So and, let me ask you both a question: How do you how do you both feel about the Palestinians? Uh, well, there there are people I, that 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 are um, living on the other side of that that line that we just talked about. That's all they are, but they're right. bloodthirsty savages. Oh, okay. okay. So that would be you well, hating another group of people, honey. They kill people, so, so therefore they're bloodthirsty <laughs> savages. I don't. It doesn't have. It doesn't have to be a group of people. They're killers. That's good. That's they good. kill people. I don't agree with Carla. Um, I I don't think that much about other countries. I'm not there. Um, I want to direct you back to the the same type of atrocities that happened in Croatia and Serbia. Oh, here we go. Okay, so we're going to we're going to uh, excuse one bad behavior with another bad behavior. I I don't I don't dig that. Okay, can we I'm calm down just a little bit, please? I'm giving you an example of how this is not a new thing. This goes on forever and ever. And back then, what happened in the 80s it was a continuation of of the same type of hatred towards each other in a different, it was almost like uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois all going to war and hitting each other. That went back hundreds of years where they massacred people based upon their religion. And it's the same type of hatred. And, and, and the same thing in, in Burundi, in Africa. There's always been this, this, 
this, can this I just say I hate people that kill people? How about governments that kill people? Because we, we have other people. And then you have people on the, on the outskirts saying, rah, 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 for those guys. This is wrong. We have to stop it. And, it's and not going to stop. It's never going to stop. It, is, it has gone on since the beginning of time. When these it's never going to stop. Come, <coughs> it's up to us to be better. Yes. I agree, Elizabeth. Yeah, that's the thing is that you can't. Elizabeth's point, Mom, is that is that propaganda has gotten us to hate one side or or another, you know, throughout history, and you know, and and, and feeding into that by hating the Palestinians is just what they want, you know. Okay, so so they they made me hate them again yesterday. Is it okay for me to hate them because of what they did yesterday? Is it no, okay? You know, you like, are you guys going to let me let's have that see, feeling? Because uh, I'm entitled back, to that. Let's, let's mm-hmm. analyze this. Who really was behind that? Who funded Ham? Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Okay. And, and who so I hate them too. Them I'm good. I, and I'm good with that. Go, I'm good with that. So, oh, so did, yes, could you address my bad. point? I'm sorry. Okay. So we paid for it. We paid for both sides of it, and I hate them too. Okay, but can I still go on hating the people that killed uh, the Jews yesterday? Yep. Time to pray. It's time to pray. No, because it's not okay to do that. It's not okay. We got to be better than this. That's that's my bottom line. How is me being angry and enraged over the deaths of those people? How what? How is it that I have to stop doing that? How? Why is it that I have to? You can be sad for them, you can mourn the losses, but the fact that you're enraged at another group of people, that's what they want you to do. They want you to be enraged. Yep, they certainly did. They went out and killed a bunch of people and knew they were going to piss everybody off, so yep, it worked. But that was us. You were The same people you were just defending, like, uh, we have family members that fought in World War II and, and all of this stuff. You know what I mean? That's I'm enraged at them, too. I'm just as enraged at, at the money that was sent to... Hamas to Iran that got filtered to Hamas, they're definitely, for sure, using weapons from the ones we left in Afghanistan to kill yeah. people in, in, in Israel. I'm furious, absolutely furious at my this government. Our own government this let this happen. You bet. This type of mindset is going to blow the whole fucking planet up. Okay. We have too many intense weapons. We've got to stop being like this. We have okay, to are we going to really? Are we going to really be stop being like this? Have we ever? Well, that's well, how we fix it. Have we ever tried? Have you ever tried? Let's pull back and let's let's go and time out for a minute till you till you're not angry. Can we do that? The whole world, the whole world needs to go and time out because we're going to blow the whole fucking planet up and feel justified in doing it. Because yeah, there's a lot of people right out now. there, mom, who hate Russia and want Russians to die. I mean, I'm giving you that like as an example because that's what they want us to do. Like that's what the twenty four seven propaganda has right, been telling us to do. And Mine, then, and then mine's a little more the, the ancient than that. Okay. <laughs> they call us the great devil and they they're justified in blowing us up. So we have to stop this. This is we have to regain our humanity. It's unrealistic and for you to right before to, you jumped to, on I was talking about how we have to stop fighting over things that can be replaced and fighting over, you know, we need to learn to live together into... Human beings cannot be replaced. 
We need to learn how to live together and to respect each other. I would love that. I would love that. Let me know when the unicorns show up. But for right now, we have to deal with humans in a human condition. Well, then we should be shutting down our military. That's that's what we well, need to focus know, on. Then, if we were if we're really wanting to make that change, we need to focus on on our on what we can change as United States citizens. Exactly. We're the ones that are funding these things. So instead of hating people on the other side of the world, what I mean, don't you think our 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 energy should be used to shut down the the funders of Hamas and and the the ones that gave them the weapons and yes, and yes. then the ones who perpetuate the the propaganda. Yes. Exactly. Yes, we should that's be doing called, that. That's the war machine right there. The war machine. And if you go back to our country and the Indian Wars, who was in charge of that? Smith and Wesson gave guns to both sides. Boom. And, and it, it, it's the war machine, the money makers of the weapons, the newspapers that fuel the anger, and then those who will not pray for peace. The Prince of Peace came and bought back ourselves from death. And we never sit back and say, oh, okay, this is not what he would want us to do. What would Jesus do? You know, he had righteous indignation with the money changers in the temple. But he also would not want you to murder a group of people because Yep, yep, that's what happened yesterday. But this thing back with, um, do you remember the the story of the bowl of stew? Um, I I can't remember the names of the brothers, but one of them sold his birthright for a bowl of soup that he was so hungry. And that is as old as the, between the the Palestinians and the Israelites. Yes, and that's the flight of the land. It goes back that far, right? You and so, can't. so, and so, us sitting on here it's saying, like and, and they should stop now, is unrealistic. You learn to share. You learn to share, and you learn to accept and be grateful for what you have, and and, and become decent human beings. You don't fight over what's mine and what's. It's ridiculous. It's just I it's, wish they would, but they haven't done it, and it's been you know thousands of years. What makes you think they're going to start now? I don't now? live there, so I don't. Well, have I mean, we can all. Over, but I have, to, I have control over what I'm going to uh, support propaganda-wise. I'm going to call out the fact that all of this, I stand, you know, with Palestine, and no, I, yeah, I I'm not taking a side. I feel well, bad for both. I, yeah, thank you. I'm so glad that you're better than that because a lot of this, these people that. I'm like, you know what? Mm-mm, no. And I left Facebook and all these. I would just get torn to shreds, and I'd tell you, you're just the most racist, anti-Semitic piece of filth, and I will not support it. And half the people on there, they hate me. I don't care. I stood up for what was right. I don't support this. But there's, you, you need to be able to stand up and call out what's right and what's wrong and, and try to have a, a road to change. And right now, we have to stop having this bloodthirsty, it, this is a justified war. Who was it? Nikki Haley and, uh, tweeted out that we need to, no, no, we don't. She's are a warmonger. She is. She is. And Thank are you. Are we still in a war with Ukraine and, and Russia right now? 
it's like we need to stop this. No, no, right. you're not going to be our cheerleader. And we can also go back to the, you know, if we go back to the the very beginning of this, when we're talking about the, the Muslims and the Jews, it's it's literally the same family. They're both sons of Abraham. Like this, they, exactly. we can basically say that this comes down to a family squabble, you know, and I'm not it trying is. to minimize what's happening now. But, but the right, whole thing is exactly yeah. right. It's a family feud oh, as well. Okay, but, they, but they're, okay, so. so family feud between three cousins. Okay, and do you mind if I talk a little bit, first of all? Sure, go for it. Because yeah. they're, they're, they, this is Christians and Muslims. Okay, you can call them Arab and Jews. This is Christians and Muslims. Okay, still fight. the same family. And it, okay, I I get that that w- where you're coming from with that. They definitely from the same. Uh, yeah, the brothers that split. I get all that. Same father. Okay. So so we can sit here all day long though. My point, and t- say, gosh, they just need to stop it. Well, they're not going to. Okay, if we and if we pulled our money out of there. If we pulled our, our missiles the out of there, if we, then they would. Look, look at the war between the Catholics and the Protestants that went on for years. You have to stop fighting uh, over... Yes, I, over I understand that. And, and, but my point is, I, it, it is a religious war. It has been for millennia. Okay? And that doesn't make it right. I didn't call it... Did, I, I, did I say it was right? No, but you're kind of throwing up your hands and saying... We can't do anything about it, so we might just hate. We might as well just hate. Okay. That's what, how I. That's how I hear what you're saying. Or or be hated. I, I you guys are you guys are leaving that too. part out. That that they hate us because we're well, that's their poison. I I totally exactly. get that. Uh, yeah, that's I get that. Say. You pray for their hearts. If they hate us, then it's not justified for us to hate them, hate them back. It, we have to stop this. It, I, it I, don't hate them. I don't hate we them. I don't hate them. I, I don't it. hate them. I pray for them. I, I don't hate them. But but yesterday <laughs> I was very angry, their savagery, and I'm still angry today. And they're going to get uh, annihilated by the Jews. Get ready. Well, that's they're already really annihilating the other half of their family. I don't know about this. Because, okay. you know, so they, no, it's happening right now. They're taking them out. Have you have you ever looked at at the you know call it propaganda if you really want to? But if, have you ever looked at the other side of that at what the Israelis were doing to the Palestinians? I'm sure that there have yeah, been that, um, that some bad what, things. Yeah, sure. Apartheid. Apartheid. That freaking word yeah. keeps getting thrown around. What does that I didn't mean? Say that apartheid. Word. Elizabeth did. What does apartheid, apartheid mean, Elizabeth? Apartheid means that they have. It, it, well, it's just like what what Hitler did with the Jews and put them in the Polish ghetto. You can only live here. They did that in South Africa. You can only live here. Your okay, that happened citizen. after the Seven Days Your War because 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 of and they the did that with the Palestinians. Okay, you can the only pa- live here and only yeah, have this. that's right. It's because because the Palestinians tried to go in, or we, we, I hate calling but them Palestinians because they don't really exist. Okay, during the Seven Day War, they came in, and that tiny little country that they were given by, whether rightfully or wrongfully, they were given it. Okay, by a whole bunch of big countries. Said, okay, you can have this tiny little place, and the the Arabs 
tried to take it back from them, and they got their ass kicked. And every single time they've tried to take it from them, they get their asses kicked. And they're getting, just like yesterday, they're going to get their asses kicked again. By apartheid. So what happened, the reason for the separation, Elizabeth, is because they kept they kept trying to take their tiny little piece of land. And so they said, okay, we're putting you off here to the side because you obviously can't behave. You want to keep trying to take our tiny little piece of land. And they've been doing this since the, the, the 40s, the late 40s. I'm trying to – there's a particular name for when it happened. Um, the Yom Kippur War, the, the five-day war. I've been saying seven-day war. That's why it wouldn't come up. Okay. But this is – it is as old as time, but the – the it's a football mentality. This is my team. They're going to kick their ass. We, we have to stop this. It was like that with um, Ireland and England in the seventies. In, in we're both wrong. In, 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 in the six-day war. Split it. But again, it just it. it this, oh, do you know how I, I reacted to this? This was yet another unbelievable atrocity on top of a, a mountain of atrocities. Mm-hmm. Never, it's a never-ending, never-ending mm-hmm. catastrophe yeah. that we're living in, and we've become numb to it. And, and nobody is got the, the moral where for all to stand up and say, this is wrong, the same way that we won't stand up and Do say you, that. Are you, so are you, you suggesting know, that no one has stood up and said that? People have been trying to negotiate peace between these two little assholes for for. See, that's bad attitude to have, babe. It really is. Okay, so they're they're both. Okay, I can have a bad attitude. I can have that. So, but, but your your premise that no one has tried to get these two countries to get along and stop fighting. Trying since the Six Day War to try to get them to get along, and this 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 apartheid thing. You stay over I'm here, and we'll stay to, over. To the people of the countries, we're not doing mass war protests. That we we refuse to go to war anymore. We don't do that anymore. Oh, That's what okay. We do. I would that would be lovely. You know, but down, we are a warlike we are a, a warlike creatures. We've always no, we're been not. warlike creatures. Humans we, are like creatures. Like the governments Humans. have have driven us into these. We've been fighting like, wars since the world began. We are warlike creatures. Sounds like you're trying to justify it, though. I am not I trying to justify anything. I'm saying, that. I'm saying the I'm reason saying why your unicorn la la let's all just get along. It sounds really good, and I wish to God it would happen. Well, that's, that's, how, that's what we're fighting for. You're driving on this. You're driving on That's what the Bible says, government. that, we're, that we, we will prevail, and there will Actually, be no the more Bible wars. Just, the, Bible, there's full, the, the Bible's full of wars. Okay, but we're talking about the end of the book. The final one? When they beat, yeah, they where we are now. You are here. When they mm-hmm. beat the swords into plowshares, we stop fighting and start growing food. It's in the Bible. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and, and yet, uh, those are the Jews. It has to sit somewhere, and I tell you what, in the colleges now, it's not going to happen because they have this this propaganda mentality where it's like, 
Yes, and for Palestine. It's no, no, no. Can we, can we not stop? Let's stop killing each other. Let's stop putting all of our money into the war machine and start feeding the homeless and fixing our problems and loving each other. They got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. Mm-hmm. No. And anybody who's ever stood up for that has been has been shot down. They 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 killed John Lennon. He was a big proponent for peace. And he was a big voice. Well, and that, I just quoted then, Tupac. He got shot, too. Exactly. It would be lovely. Anybody, who, anybody who's dangerous to the establishment, boom. We can't have any, any true leaders anymore because that's dangerous to the powers that be. And that's where we have to be, uh, you know, scary to the powers that be because we're not going to do this anymore. How about we're not going to play a game? We don't like your game. It's not nice. Let's really be kind. And and that's I'm not hearing that from anywhere. Oh, me, me. You hear it from me. Thank you. Okay. Very Thank good. You. All right. Well, we're getting right into the good news report, Mom. Do you want to <laughs> take I over? Do. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely do. Okay. So this week. Um, unfortunately, I had to name the everything is stupid to everything to, is vicious and stupid. Um, and so I'm going to start with that. We'll get the we'll take the medicine first and then we'll go to the good news report. We're going to do everything. Everything is vicious and stupid. Um, <clears throat> lots of I- interesting information in this file. I'm going to go up to the top. <clears throat> Apparently, we're going to no longer be able to shop inside retail stores. They're going to close them. Um, 3,200 retail stores across the United States are set to shut by um, the end of the year with a really? low inventory and crime being blamed for scaring off customers. Thousands of big brands are closing stores in major cities across the United States involving CVS, Foot Locker, Target, Bed Bath & Beyond, and many more. A staggering rise in violent shoplifting consumers opting for online marketplace over the mall and low store inventory are among the chief causes. America's retail apocalypse is gathering pace with as many as 3,200 stores set to shut for good by the end of the year. So they'll get our Christmas dollars and then they're going to bail. Bankrupt brands such as Bed Bath & Beyond, Rite Aid Pharmacy, and Tuesday Morning are shuttering hundreds of branches. Our Tuesday Morning closed, Danielle, the one that was close to our house. That's so sad. I love that story. Elizabeth, do you have Tuesday Morning there? Uh, Probably, but I don't. You know, I I see Jeff Bezos sitting back drinking his his Yeah, he is. I know he is. That's Mm -hmm. smiling because Amazon wins. Wow. Wow. America's retail apocalypse. Um, Bed Bath and Beyond is closing 896 stores. Foot Locker 545. Rite Aid 500. Tuesday morning 487 stores. CVS, which I'm bummed. I hope they don't close mine. 300 stores. Walgreens 150. Christmas tree shops 82. Bath and Body. You know, I see. I see. All these stores being opened up as migrant centers. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Good I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Target is among the most recent big names to announce the closure of flagship stores in major cities across the United States, including New York, Seattle, and San Francisco, due to an uptick in crime. Retailers lost almost $80 billion to shoplifters last year, an increase of nearly $13 billion compared with 2021, and a frightening rise in violent thefts, particularly in Democrat-led cities. So that's kind of sad. You know how the useful idiots came to play with this. They create violence. They take away law and order, and then they're making money off it. Mm -hmm. Those are those those unintended consequences. Um, Interesting, uh, ex-CIA officer Brian Raymond accused of drugging and sexually assaulting 25 women hires celebrity memory experts who testified for Harvey Weinstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, and Bill Cosby for his defense. So um, apparently the CIA not only are um, trying to start a bunch of wars, but um, their agents feel very powerful. And one of them in particular was running around the world and he's raped 25 women. Um, Twitchy reports, Clown World, you'll never guess what is keeping a coal power plant open. I know most of the greenies hate coal. Um, the demands by the left that we fundamentally transform our society to do, do those words sound familiar? Into a carbon neutral economy takes steps on a lot of rakes. There's Biden's uh, EPA chief, chief Joseph Goffman, who doesn't know how much electricity the United States needs each year. The politicians who don't realize that charging EVs requires about 90% of traditional grid electricity. And of course, everyone's favorite giggling vice president who famously can't even figure out how to charge an EV. But maybe the biggest rake of all uh, so far came recently from Kansas, where a coal-fired plant that was slated for closure will now remain open because it is needed to supply a pow- uh, to supply power to a brand new four billion dollar Panasonic EV battery factory just outside the city of Kansas. <laughs> the yeah, amount of energy. Look the at new the pan- here. Somehow, <laughs> if we can coexist, can these industries coexist and support each other? Can they both, they're needed, can we not just get you know, along? Yeah, I know. So here we are back to the get along thing. The but the that's, that's of, the, of the energy, you know, it's, it's, it's insane. Here's the thing. If we could really run on batteries without the mess that they make, I would be, I, I'm an all strategy sort of person. It's, right, it's yeah, just, we've got solar panels. It's just, yeah, hello. I love them. I love them. I, w- I wish every homeowner in the United States had solar panels on their roof. I wish they would because they actually work. And, and they could. You know, they could. Yes. We could coexist. We could cut it down. We don't have to eliminate and kill it. Well, you know, it's, and, it's like, and technically that's what they – the, the problem is always the solution with these people. Always. Mm. This knee-jerk things like we're going to get rid of it by 2023 and – it's not going to happen. And as a matter of fact, they tried to close this, this coal uh, plant down and realized that they needed it to run their EV battery uh, facility. So anyway, I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of cute. If you're laughing right now, that's the appropriate response. Um, let's see. What else do we have here in everything is vicious and stupid? Um, uh, apparently the LGBTQIA 2S plus something wants another month to celebrate themselves. Asterisk. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) asterisk. So 
2SLGBTQI plus history month takes place in October. Did you know they get another month? We just did Pride Month, which I was cool with. Um, but now the LGBT, 2SLGBTQI plus, uh, they get a, a month in October. And there's this, this guy who goes, you need another month? <laughs> uh, here we go. Okay. So, yeah, um, we get to celebrate Thank their history. The Gregorian calendar. <laughs> yeah. Please help us. Um, okay, so Josh Kruger, which is – please do not hear me celebrating this guy's death because it's awful. There's a tweet from him um, in February, February 17, 2023. It says, today I learned there's apparently a crippling crime wave destroying all cities, according to Stephen Miller, which includes presumably Philly. My house is not on fire and chaos is not raining in the street. I saw a man get a parking ticket yesterday. My trash got picked up. That was his his tweet from 20, uh, the 17th of February. Um, on the 2nd of October, Philadelphia journalist Josh Kruger found shot and killed after home invasion. Police said Kruger was shot multiple times by a person with a gun who entered his home and opened fire in the early hours of the morning. The ADL said Azov isn't extremists anymore. Did you guys know that? The Azov Battalion, the Nazis that are uh, soldiers yeah, in Nazis. Ukraine. Didn't you know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're the good kind of Nazis. Yeah, um, those are the good ones. <laughs> just, just letting you know that, that that's the good news, uh, that, that the ADL said that the, a, the Azov Battalions are, are the good kind of Nazis, right? Um, Revisionist thinking in its motions, yes. So one of the things that keeps coming up these last couple of days since this stuff, since yesterday, got fired up over the the war in um, Israel. They released a lot of fighting age men. So, so check this quote out. When men are fleeing because of persecution and war, they bring their families. They grab their families and they run. Or they just leave their country. And so what we're getting in the United States from across the border are literally millions of fighting age men. They're not bringing their families. This whole idea of save the children um, is baloney. CPB board sources say the Biden administration has been releasing hundreds of Muslim migrants from the Islamic nation of Senegal after illegally entering the U.S. from Mexico. They're virtually all men of fighting age. Also alarming, Senegal is the Ebola capital of um, Africa. Um, so here we go with the, the Nobel Prize. Hold on to your chairs, okay? Guess who won the no, Nobel Prize for medicine this year? Well, it's safe and effective. It's the Nobel Prize. Yep, yep. yep. The Nobel Prize in medicine goes to scientists who laid foundation for mRNA vaccines. Twitter has thoughts, okay? That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, the 2023 Nobel Prize in Medicine goes to two scientists for seminal work that laid the foundations for the mRNA vaccines, crucial in curtailing the spread of COVID-19. Cough, cough. Um, This year's Nobel Prize. Oh, don't cough. Don't cough. You'll be (laughs) In physiology or medicine has been awarded to Caitlin Carrico and Drew Weissman for their work on the mRNA vaccines, a crucial tool in curtailing the spread of COVID-19. Cough, cough. 
uh, the Nobel Prize Committee announced the prestigious honor seen as the pinnacle of scientific achievement in Sweden on Monday. It praised the scientists' groundbreaking fi- findings, which the committee said fundamentally changed our understanding of how mRNA interacts with our immune system. Oh, you bet it did. It freaking kills people. <laughs> Um, there's been a lot of controversy and concern about mRNA vaccines after they came to the forefront during COVID-19, and a lot of people see this award as more political than prestigious. Laughable, but scary, actual LOL. Nobody said the vaccine stopped transmission. Gives awards saying vaccine stopped transmission. Okay, so that's what they kept saying. Nobody ever said that, although they said it like 150 times. If you take the vaccine, you're going to stop. You're not going to get it, remember? Math is hard. Uh, Letitia James. And they never forced you to take it anyways, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's what they keep saying. Math is hard. Letitia James proves to be her own worst enemy in Trump case. And <laughs> um, it says, tell us more. You're more worried about playing politics than on, than on justice without telling us you're more worried about playing politics than on justice. Woof, you guys. Letitia James is a disaster. New York Attorney General Letitia James leaves the courtroom without granting any interview after losing 80% of the case against Trump on day one because she could not figure out what the statute of limitations was. So I don't know if you guys were aware of that, because, of course, um, the um, new mainstream media, quote-unquote, cough, cough, would not have, repeat, would not have reported that, but um, about 80% of what she was alleging against Donald J. Trump was past the statute of limitations, and it got thrown out, um, which is really good. Here, oh, oh, Lord. This is um, sad, although we've known it for a while now. We called it the clot shot. We called it the death shot. Died suddenly, on and on and on. Uh, but there's more and more evidence that the um, COVID vaccine. Um, oh, oh man, Danielle, do you have the Epoch Times? I do. I think I might get to see the article. Data suggests. Nope, I'm not going to. Free article limit. I reached my free article limit. Send me the link. Um, I'll put it in the chat. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Where is my chat? Where's my chat? There's my chat. Here we go. So while Danielle's pulling that up, um, I just want to say that today was a really, really great day. Danielle and the kids came up this morning and we got a good portion of the roof of on the run. Joey <laughs> was doing a balancing act on the the ladder and the kids were holding the ladder and it was um amazing and I'm super super stoked. So we're getting there. Uh, I think eventually I will we will get a coop and it really looks nice and I'm I'm happy. Um the okay, right I, I guess long. they don't have epoch. They won't let me do it. Nah, we tried. Okay, so we're going to skip that article. Um, okay. But the premise of the article is that um, COVID vaccines ca- causally linked to increased mortality resulting in 17 million deaths and increased all-cause mortality in 17 countries. Again, we've known this for a while that um, that the, the, the shot was was killing people. Um, but now there's there's scientific evidence that even the 
freaks can't uh, deny. Picture of uh, Chuck Schumer um, with a lady named Allison Greenfield. Allison Greenfield um, is the uh, principal law clerk for Judge Engoron. Pop quiz, who's Engoron? Engoron. I, I I don't know. He's the judge in the James case, the Letitia James case, right? And his law clerk is – there's a big picture of her cheesing it with Chuck Schumer, okay? They're trying to take this election away from D- Donald Trump, and there's more and more evidence to support that. Um, so uh, speaking of, of Orwell denying vax mandates ever happened. If you have not yet read the book 1984 by George, this is Tyler Durden, okay, and it's Zero Hedge, great resource. So if you guys ever wonder why um, this whole idea of mainstream media, mainstream media, propaganda, propaganda, um, I stopped watching. I stopped watching because I realized that you guys were right, that much of what you see, actually most of what you see or hear on the mainstream media is propaganda. And they control all the levers of power. Um, so if you've, if you've never read the, the book 1984 by George Orwell, I recommend that you read it. I have read it. I made my children read it. Good. I read it when I was 12. That's why I never had a computer until a few years ago. <laughs> there you go. So Tyler Durden felt the same way, Elizabeth, though. He said, I loathed that novel when I read it as a teen because I hated the entire idea of an authoritarian government controlling its people so deftly. The dystopian world it described was just so depressing, so wrong from the first page to the last. And yet here we are almost 75 years years after Orwell first penned the book, and we see how that hellish science fiction novel is now playing out before us. I sure would like you to... um, I don't know if it, they always put a different clip, so I'm not going to even try to get you to send it. Send it. Um, even if the left-wing Wikipedia describes the book as a cautionary tale whose theme centers on the consequences of totalitarianism, mass surveillance, and repressive regimentation of people and behaviors within society, model on the authoritarian states of Stalin's Soviet Union and Nazi Germany, the book takes a deep dive into the role of truth with, within a society and the ways in which truth and facts can be manipulated by government to control the population. So, alas, here we are entering the final quarter of 2023, and we have the United States government and many state governments, including New York's former Governor Andrew, Andrew Cuomo, current left-wing Governor Kathy Hochul, and the supermajority Dem legislature proclaiming for all to hear that they did not force anyone to do anything detrimental these past 3.5 years. Unbelievable. Did you hear this? They are actually saying with straight faces that they didn't force you to wear a mask or lock down and shut or shutter your businesses or choose being between taking an experimental drug or losing your job. Nope, they did none of that. And you, well, it's, well you it's are flat out crazy really, if you think they did. You are lying. You are also two plus two oh, equals five. Right. Well, and probably, totally a, overreacting. A week, a week after the the election, they were doing the same thing by saying the big lie of the election. They've been doing that as long as they don't get okay. anything close their face. They continue to 
lie to you as if it's the truth. And we've been we've we've allowed it. We have allowed that. So, yeah. Okay, so I am <laughs> gonna send this to you, Danielle. Here is someone from the Biden administration saying with a straight face that they didn't do that. So I'm gonna put it in the Seeds of Change. And uh, if you would like to uh, play it, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, pulling it up now. Oh, it's a woman, a blonde? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Kevin Kiley. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, here we go. Um, three, two, one. What was President Biden and OSHA's plan if 84 million Americans refused to comply with the vaccine mandate or show their papers? So that's categorically untrue. We didn't threaten anyone, and we didn't demand that anyone be fired. Did forcing two-year-olds to wear masks save lives? And who did the forcing? Well, your department, or the Head Start, which is under your department, had a mask mandate until late last year for two-year-olds and above, even outdoors. Uh, So can you point to any public health benefit of that policy? Right. We we never forced anyone to do anything because we don't have the jurisdiction or authority to do that. Did you encourage states to adopt student vaccine mandates? I did not encourage states to adopt uh, student vaccine mandates. Where states, excuse me, sir, you said right here, not only do I support it, but I'm encouraging states to come up with a plan to make sure it happens. The title of the article is Education Secretary Backs Mandatory School COVID-19 Mandates. Mr. Parker, you're one of a number now of officials in this administration who has come before this committee uh, and tried to tell us that two plus two uh, doesn't equal four. Uh, Sitting in the chair that you're in now, uh, the Secretary of Education uh, testified, gave false testimony to this committee, uh, denying that he had promoted a student vaccine mandate when he had done precisely that. Uh, sitting in the chair that you're in now. The Secretary of Health and Human Services uh, made one of the most outlandish statements ever entered into the congressional record, which is saying quite a lot, uh, when he said, we never force anyone to do anything in relation to the widely discredited policy of forcing uh, young children as young as two years old uh, to wear masks. And now you come before us today, uh, asked about one of the most sweeping uh, abuses of power uh, that we've seen that was rebuked by the Supreme Court, and you tell us that we didn't demand that anyone be fired. So has there been some sort of memo going around? Why is the administration insistent on rewriting history? All you have to do is read that rule and you will see that it is not a vaccine mandate. What was President Biden and OSHA's plan if 84 million Americans... That's the same thing. Um, Technically, 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 right. They, they, nobody needed to do that. No, you're right, but they, but, but they put the pressure, and employers told employees, "We're gonna have to fire you, gonna have to let you go if you don't take this fucking back." And remember, there were those of us that had that were cowering in our chairs trying to come up with a religious exemption, and and then we were hearing yeah. rumors about we're not taking any religious, they're not taking any religious exemptions. Are you kidding me, Elizabeth? Elizabeth, are you muted? I, you're kind of humming. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Did you have something you wanted to say? No, 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 I'm sorry. I do hum. I was, I'm multitasking. I will mute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so go ahead and play the next clip, Danielle. Okay. Do you want to set it up or? So, yeah. I, sorry. Duh. I apologize. The next okay. clip is also infuriating <laughs> um, where we're going to finally get to find out about what they did to us with the PCR tests. 
Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, I haven't seen this clip yet, but I'm going to, I'm willing to, to uh, wager that it was what I said in 2020, but here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one. Well, they shut off a lot of the hospital's revenue streams and then they added these fifths or perks yes. for COVID things. So could, did you observe any of that? financial incentives to treat patients? I observed charts and death records being uh, being documented as COVID when they weren't, yes. And why would they do that? I can't really speculate. I, could, I mean, I could, but it would be speculation. Yes, I have discovered since then that there is incentivization going on. There's massive payouts and that almost definitely plays a role in why we were being told to document these these deaths and these in admissions as COVID when they weren't. Uh, the PCR test was a huge, it was a huge scandal from the get-go. I mean... So everyone coming in the hospital had to take a PCR test? Every person coming in had to take a PCR test. And the PCR tests weren't being properly... Uh, um, they weren't being properly evaluated by the lab. So there's the cycle thresholds. I mean, even the, the designer of the PCR test said, PCR tests aren't designed as a diagnostic tool. And not only were we use them, using them as a diagnostic tool, we were not supporting those diagnoses with signs and symptoms. So that's, so that's a big no-no in diagnostics. Like if you have a diagnostic test, you must support it with signs and symptoms. And that was not the case with COVID diagnoses. Uh, you would, all you had to do to get a positive diagnosis for COVID was have a positive PCR test, which that's not scientifically based medicine. <laughs> Diagnostic tests are routinely inaccurate. They're either false positives or false negatives. That's known throughout science. Every single diagnostic test has its own uh, variation of errors on one side or the other. The point is they, they are routinely not necessarily accurate. So in order to address that, doctors have uh, put in place protocols requiring that in addition to a positive diagnostic test, you must have signs and symptoms to correlate that yeah, diagnostic uh -huh. test because of the error rates in diagnostic tests. Hey, um, I think I've got uh, um, an asymptomatic case of poison ivy. Do you know where I can go get tested? <laughs> that was one of the biggest effing scams in the whole COVID mess. Asymptomatic spread. Never in the history of a virus has there ever been asymptomatic spread. Everything yep. is vicious and stupid. Well, Michael Knowles dropping red pills on Zelensky. Uh, I'm sorry, Zelensky go ahead, Elizabeth. Did you have a comment? Yeah, that that was a big big litmus test that the whole world failed. That we should have been the failed. Wait, the whole world, not like the whole world. Said, we didn't fail it, Elizabeth. We didn't fail it. Most they of the scared world the dog failed. shit out of everyone. But they, that should have unscared them right there. That should have unscared Why? everybody. How did we what fall for that fuck? shit? You failed uh, the litmus uh, test. That was, was that a right question? There. 
Yeah, How stupid no. are you? <laughs> there's no, there's well, no that was symptoms. also a question. It's like a, um, yeah, right, it's no. invisible. Yeah. How <laughs> yeah. stupid? Okay. So, moms, how do we fall for this? Uh, the answer is trauma-based mind control. Um, yes. I think Elizabeth, we can extrapolate your answer. Blind <laughs> obedience to authority without using your brain. Yeah. Or well. Uh huh. Here's a here's a fun meme I just saw, and I'll let you get back to to your uh, um, report, Mom. Um, is that uh, Orwell? You know, one of the things that that is very interesting about Orwell that people don't really understand is that people put those televisions in their homes on purpose voluntarily. Yes. 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 Like the prisons and the yes. And now you know what? Everybody's home has a, a, a eight by ten foot flat screen TV in it, like zombie land that's there. Not it, mine. It, that, without yes, decorations of any kind or any, any mementos, it's a big, huge flat screen. They have got them. They, they yeah. have just trained them to be. Right. Everybody real, talks real, about Orwell, oh you know, about 1984. Mm-hmm. We don't want to turn into that. Anyway. All right, mom, let's get back to your. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Neither report. of my TVs are plugged in and they haven't been for about five years. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. that's good. It's going to really yes. be freaky oh, when they turn on and start <laughs> doing the Anzac thing. <laughs> but, but one other thing about the book was the 15 minutes of hate. When they were at work, they stopped. The 15 minutes of hate where they just screamed. It's almost like turning, watching the news. They have us trained to do that and then also go to the next thing. And then to the next thing. Do 15 minutes of hate. That is exactly what we, we don't. We react. We don't think. We don't solve the problems. We scream about it. Yeah, exactly. All right, mm-hmm. back to you, Mom. Okay, so you'll be happy to know that Zelensky has a new uh, uh, ambassador. Okay, so remember he had the um, <clears throat> the trans person that was an American citizen talking about uh, you know how Russia's controlling the entire world and propaganda and blah blah blah. Well, he hired somebody else to help him out. Um, it says uh, Victoria Nyland. No, can you believe it? Watch this. Michael okay. Knowles dropping red pills on Zelensky, spirit cooking Marina Abramovic, no, no. the Podesta oh. brothers. Yes. I think Zelensky is just trolling us at this point. I think Zelensky is trying to get people to root for Vladimir Putin. Zelensky, hot on the heels of hiring a radical trans spokesperson, has hired an actual witch to be his ambassador. It's not even like hiring her to be the cook, though she's very good at she spirit might be cooking. An artist. Yep. She might identify as an artist. I don't know. Yep spirit cooking her entire job is to be the face of the country her name is marina abramovic you probably heard that name from the wikileaks emails from the podesta brothers tony podesta very powerful lobbyist and art collector and all around keep if all around keep if you're looking at the kind of art he collects Mm -mm. and john podesta was running hillary clinton's campaign in 2016 and there was a wikileaks emails inviting john by tony to a spirit cooking dinner led by abramovic and spirit cooking is just an occult satanic ritual i can think of only two explanations here either Zelensky is involved in this stuff or he looks with a kind eye and occult satanic rituals. Or Zelensky knows that the only people that want to fund his war are the Democrats, and he thinks this is the way to appeal to Democrats, is to hire witches to be his ambassador. Spicy. Um, I guess or there's some... Our government is full of pedophiles, 
and they're simply creating their own nation state. Of course and they are. Ukraine yeah. is a big So they can harvest our children. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. That's my take. Speaking of pedophiles, <laughs> sure, new, sure, new laws are always controversial, and there's always a chance a strict law can have unintended consequences. However, the new Florida law that could put those who sexually abuse children on death row, yay, seems to be causing more than its fair share within the LGBTQ community. Wait, what? Why would anyone who has nothing to hide be worried about how the Florida law, which allows the death penalty for a convicted child rapist, affect them or their community? Um, Florida's law, this is Ron DeSantis, Florida's law allowing the death penalty for child rapists is now in effect. The minimum sentence is life in prison without parole. In Florida, anyone who harms children in such a horrific way will never walk free. But there's a bunch of people freaking out over this law that they're trying to saying they're trying to kill LGBTQ people for talking to children. If you're worried about the death penalty of child predators or rapists, there's really something wrong with you. Pretty suspect. Uh, these ba- these videos, and they're showing some videos of. Um, LGBTQ people saying it's a way to try to kill us, um, uh, and they're pretty upset about that new law. Hmm. Um, okay, so I put a bunch of um, stuff from the war. We've already discussed that, so I'm going to let that go. But um, <clears throat> OSHA is being exposed that their plan really was to force 84 million Americans to get the COVID vaccine or be terminated from employee employment. I want to know if you believe that OSHA actually has the power to force 84 million Americans to do that. Well, the Supreme Court ruled on that matter. Yes, thank God the Supreme Court ruled on that and stopped you from doing that. He's talking to OSHA right now. You're an unelected bureaucrat and you do not have the power to, which Danielle, you stated the obvious. No, they really didn't have the power to do that. But what they did was they put pressure on employers, okay? Uh, To take an experimental vaccine or show their papers, you tried to fire 84 million workers, but do you believe the court was wrong? Okay, and so the answer, um, so so this was the the person, the the, the blonde that's in that shot, um, the court made the final decision on that matter. That's how our judicial system works. And after they made that decision, you actually said to Reuters, this is a quote, the ruling was unfortunate. But it's not stopping us from pressing employers to take adaptive measures to keep things in place. So even though the Supreme Court ruled against their vaccine mandate, um, OSHA was still putting pressure on employers to make people get the vax. This is from Adam Housley, uh, one of the journalists I do follow, and and, um, I I think he's about as propaganda-less as any of them could possibly be. He says, I can assure you, U.S. arms left in Afghanistan are absolutely being used right now by Hamas to attack Israel. There is zero doubt on this. Next one that I sent to Danielle earlier, Pentagon sends U.S. arms stored in Israel to Ukraine. This is on January 17, 2023. So we took arms that we had paid for once, that were sent to Israel, and they sent him to Ukraine. So now for the good news, finally, because I do actually have some good news. Oh, good. And that's, and that's good. <laughs> um, yep, okay. 
Supreme Court rejects case that Trump should be disqualified from the ballot under the 14th Amendment. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago, there were a few states that were saying that we were going to keep him from the ballot because he's been arrested. He hasn't been convicted of anything, but um, they were going to 14th Amendment him um, on the basis that it, that uh, a civil war law that um, allowed allowed people to be taken off the ballot uh, after the Civil War if they had been involved in the Confederate Army. Um, but the Supreme Court roundly rejected that premise. It says um, – on Monday, the Supreme Court declined to consider a case brought against Donald Trump seeking to prevent him from running in the 2024 election under the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment passed after the Civil War was intended to prevent Confederate leaders from attaining elected office. Little-known Republican candidate John Anthony Castro sued the former president earlier this year over his ties to the January 6th riots, suggesting that his involvement should be grounds for disqualification. Uh, Castro's case hinged on the provision of the 14th Amendment adopted following the American Civil War, which states that no person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or any, uh, under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid and comfort to the enemies thereof. So that's the, the framework why he, he sent it to court, and they, they said, no, you can't do that. So um, you'll be happy to know we are one for 12 on conspiracy theories. Um, current state of, This is Brian Cates from Rise of the New Media, who I love. Uh, current status of conspiracy theories for those of you in Rio Linda joke that he used to say a lot. The COVID-19 virus was engineered in a lab in Wuhan, China, and the first known cases of C-19 infection were th three works inside that Wuhan lab, three workers confirmed. Number two, masks don't stop COVID infection transmission. Confirmed. <gasps> yes. COVID vaccines don't prevent COVID infection or transmission. Confirmed. <laughs> Lockdowns didn't work and actually caused more harm than the virus. <gasps> Confirmed. Lock, um, ivermectin and HCQ are effective in treating COVID infections. Confirmed. The vaccines cause injuries and heart-related maladies such as myocarditis. Confirmed. That Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop and the information on it is not faked or altered. It's all his. <gasps> Confirmed. The Biden crime family taking in, raking in millions from foreign countries via dozens of fake LLCs? Confirmed. Ukraine is a serious Nazi problem that exists to this day? Confirmed. Ukraine has U.S.-funded directed biolabs in the country working on, working on pathogens on Russia's doorstep? Confirmed. The U.S. government was illegally working behind the scenes to violate the First Amendment rights of U.S. citizens on social media apps to cover up the truth about the previous 10 listed points. Confirmed. The 2020 election was rigged against Donald Trump and then stolen from him when he beat their rigging and the 2022 governor's race AZ was stolen from Kerry Lake. Pending. So that's number 12 on the list. We're still working on that when we haven't stopped. Just in case anybody wants to know, we haven't stopped. Um, exactly. We got a pedogate conviction. I'm happy to report. Um, the accused 2017 
Vault 7 leaker convicted of hosting child porn on server maintained while in CIA employ. So he got convicted. His name, Joshua Adam Schulte, was convicted last week of receiving, possessing, and distributing child pornography in New York City, a conviction which will likely result in decades of imprisonment after his scheduled January 10th sentencing. He has been held without bail since 2018. Schulte is accused of being the most prolific and important leaker of confidential intelligence community secrets, and the disclosures he revealed to the public were more consequential than the other famous leakers and whistleblowers of the past, including Edward Snowden and Daniel Ellsberg. Schulte has said that he is being set up by the government as a scapegoat because of the embarrassing fallout from the disclosures. Um, Apparently, the scale of digital criminality those tools described is unparalleled. And they found a bunch of porn on his computers. So um, generally speaking, this is how they get them and keep them because obviously they know they're doing it. Uh, Allegations against Schulte about child pornography are notable in that the government alleged that he possessed and distributed – possession and distribution of such materials happened during the entire seven-year period when Schulte was employed as an elite software engineer by the nation's most powerful intelligence agencies. It strains credibility to think that the government was simply unaware of Schulte's server-side business, which possessed and distributed such materials during the seven years he was employed by the government. So all those people that kept saying that our government is run by a bunch of demonic pedophiles, huh, who knew? Um, oh, I, I did. I did. <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> um, Trump turned down $5 billion from SBF, that's saying Samuel Bankman-Fried, to withdraw from the Republican primary. Trump can't be bought. That is what makes him so dangerous to Democrats and the deep state. So there you go. Um, let's see. Probably the most important column I've ever written by Wendy Strock Mahoney. If you read this and don't understand what happened here, then I've got nothing. J6 Defendants, account of police brutality and illegal use of force. I'm going to have to stop you guys because I'm not doing very well. Alan J. Fisher says he can prove the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was incited by police brutality and their illegal use of force, not insurrectionist Trump supporters. The first hour of the J6, according to Fisher, during the protesters' first few minutes of of the first hour on Capitol grounds, officers from the Capitol Police and Metro D.C. Police allegedly used illegal force and brutality on what was overwhelmingly a peaceful crowd. And they did it, says Fisher, without proper lawful warning or regard for statutory procedures. Um, Apparently, that first hour, and and keep in mind that the bulk of the people hadn't even arrived. They were still watching Trump's speech, right? Let me just interrupt Um, really quick. Yep. The guest in the next hour, um, Craig Pasta, was there in that same crowd, was there, like on the ground recording everything. So, all right, go ahead and get, yeah. So he can confirm I look forward to that documentary. Um, It says, a member of the Proud Boys, Fisher, walked into the Capitol grounds through the Peace Circle just before 1 p.m. Between 12.59 p.m. and 2.03 p.m., as Fisher shows in his ex post below, police munitions occurred before a riot was declared at 1.49 p.m., and therefore the Capitol was stormed from 2.10 to 2.30 p.m. 
wait, stop, house. please. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. You, you're doing that choppy thing, so and I, this is really important. So I want to make sure we can okay. hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So it says. Um, a member of the Proud Boys, Fisher, walked under the Capitol grounds through the Peace Circle just before 1 p.m. Between 12.59 p.m. and 2.03 p.m., as Fisher shows in his ex-post below, police munitions occurred before a riot was declared at 1.49 p.m. and before the Capitol was stormed from 2.10 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. These are the facts the House Select Committee on J6 never wants you to see. It makes you wonder what Rep. Loudermilk really knew or meant when he said our officers on the line did what they needed to do at the time. And so they've got the first hour documented um, on Rumble and StopHate.com. January 6th footage is being hidden because it will expose that the police use of force on J6 was illegal and horrifying. See what happened to protesters simply exercising 1A outside the Capitol long before the building was stormed. So protesters did not know they were not supposed to go in. As a matter of fact, they were moving barricades. There was flimsy snow fencing with signs affixed to it indicating it was a restricted area. The bike racks had been removed Um, prior to his arrival through the Peace Circle. Fisher says he saw no sign of any restricted area on Capitol grounds. The individuals who removed the fencing have never been identified or arrested. So it says totally makes sense that one guy could take down the entire security fence guarding the Western Terrace on J6. um, So it goes on and on. Tariq Johnson, who was the Capitol Police commander, says the same thing. So they... And again, we've known most of this for a long time, right? That that they set us up, that they lured us in. Well, and we just wanted to go and have our voices heard. But um, they were ready for us, and we walked into the trap. Good news this week um, that I think is the best news is that um, McCarthy. Um, well, it's not necessarily the best news because I got some other really great news. Um, Andrew McC- uh, Kevin McCarthy was removed as speaker. Uh, one of the things that they put in those demands was that all it takes is one person to vote yes to bring it to the floor and um, to, to get rid of a speaker. Because one of the things that – and Danielle yeah. is going to tell us right now about what happened with an iron fist on the speaker position – for a very, very long time, we voted in uh, an amendment that said if if we have a vote of no confidence, it's not going to it's only going to take one person to bring it to the floor, and then we need a simple majority. So they took that once you well, once you get in, I mean, you're in for life. Bullshit away. My anyway, one go ahead, Elizabeth. You got a question? Why, why were they never able to vote Pelosi out? That's my wonderment of this. That's why okay, this like so, you. so there, there's your answer. Because the, the rules were so convoluted to get rid of a speaker on purpose that when Gates, when, when all that big mess was going on in January to, to vote McCarthy in, that was what they were fighting about, really, this one rule to make it to where one guy can't get in there or one woman can't get in there and, and get a grip on it and never get voted out no matter how many people are disappointed with their behavior and actions or inactions. So they stuck this, this 
part of the bill in where all it takes is one person to say, I want to remove them, get a simple majority, and they're out. Right it's now, Mitch McConnell, yeah, <laughs> Mitch McConnell's working really hard to get rid of it. Well, guess what? The Democrats didn't have that, and that's why Pelosi stayed in there as long as she did and kept getting voted back in every freaking time because she had so much power amassed. Hmm. So come to find out, during the time that McCarthy um, was the speaker, were you aware that he never got the speaker's office away from Nancy Pelosi? He huddled in his own little corner, and she squatted right in that office and would not move, speaking of having power amassed. As soon as they got rid of McCarthy, she, she got her move notice. Pack your shit, former Speaker Pelosi. Squatters no longer tolerated. Just in, temporary House Speaker Patrick McHenry has ordered Nancy Pelosi to vacate her office. The Speaker's office, she refused to leave, and McCarthy wouldn't make her leave by Wednesday. She's been squatting in the Speaker's office this whole time, and no one had the balls to remove her? I, Is this okay, really... I wonder. Let me just, like, really quick. Um, yeah. Maybe McCarthy liked his office, you know? Like, he's been in Congress for so long, maybe he got the one in the corner and the... You know what I mean? Like, I, I so wonder let me just tell you, it was a power move for her to say, I'm staying and you can't make me leave. That's how they play the games over there. And it also has to do with power. If she's still in that office, she's perceived to still have the power of the, of the speakership. And McCarthy isn't. Understood. So I, I think bet you that's I, where all the surveillance um, cameras of, are, of too. Of course. Mhm. Mhm. And he let her do it. What does that tell you? That he did not have any power and that she was still ruling. Here's some really 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 good news. Yeah, she did. She has power over a lot of those congress critters. That's how she's managed to keep her power in answer to your question, Elizabeth. Breaking. Mm -hmm. This is from Attorney General Andrew Bailey. Yay. We love this guy. He's one of the – when that one guy got elected to Congress, he is the uh, AG uh, of still running that court case, the the First Amendment case. Breaking. We just obtained an injunction injunction against CISA. So you remember a few weeks ago where I said that they they got – to keep their injunction going, but CISA was not included in the list of, of organizations, well, guess what? An agency within the Department of Homeland Security that blocks them from violating the First Amendment rights of millions of Americans. The order also applies to, check this out, the White House, the Surgeon General, the CDC, and the FBI. So ob- uh, obviously they were left off the original injunction. Guess what? Andrew Bailey went back and said, boom. If you don't remember, the Fifth Circuit already handed down a court order blocking the Biden administration from silencing disfavored viewpoints. CISA, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, housed in DHS, was originally not included in the Fifth Circuit's order. We filed a motion against the Fifth Circuit to include CISA in their court order blocking First Amendment violations. It was granted. CISA is the nerve center of the vast censorship enterprise, the very entity that worked with the FBI to silence a Hunter Biden laptop story. 
Joe Biden has promised to appeal to the United States Supreme Court. I'm going to be laughing my ass off. What argument possibly fucking make? We look forward to defending your First Amendment rights at the nation's highest court. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do I have? I'm not sure. I don't have. I I don't have. Can you guys? Um. Uh, can I just take a two second break, please? I need to yeah, take my medicine. I can't breathe. No, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, yeah, very interesting stuff. And like just the same as before when I was like, you know, basically what they were saying is we, you know, um, uh, going up in front of Congress, these officials and saying, well, we never, you know, made anybody fire anybody. You know, that is exactly what I said at the beginning. This is not lawful. This is not a law. A mandate is not a law. It never was a law. It never will be a law. Will be a law. Right? No. It's a mandate. It's, it's a, a mandate. It's a strong, strongly and, and suggest. Exactly. And I think yeah. that we, we all know, like, from, you know, previous, um, that ev- everybody was saying, everybody was treating it like it was a law. Like, when, you know, to the point where police officers will tackle a woman in a parking lot and say it's for our health, right? But I always knew that their argument at the end of all of this would be, um, we didn't make anybody. There were no laws passed. So the whole time when we've been saying it's not a law, it's not a law, guess what? Now they're going out in front of Congress and saying, it wasn't a law. Right. A- absolutely. And, and they can. They can say that with a straight face. But we just, just like Elizabeth said, we failed. We failed. And um, to, I didn't fail. I passed. Me. I know. Me. I, I didn't. Pa- I didn't fail either. I'm talking about collectively. So here's some really good news. Um, the National Health Services (NHS) now this is in Britain has um, banned tr- quote unquote trans women men um, from. Um, hospital wards from from female hospital wards uh um transgender people may be banned from single sex hospital wards under plans to restore common sense in the nhs the health secretary says the the tide is it's tide is finally turning thank god um and you know of course there's go ahead to back that up there was a a girls team that forfeited their their game because they weren't going to play against. Yep. And they stood up together and it was beautiful. I probably have that article, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, and that's all you need to do is, is, is collectively stand up for what you know is right and the tide will change. It's easy. It's not easy, but it's doable. It absolutely is. And we finally just have to stop saying, start, stop saying yes. Uh, you know, uh, b- bowing to these people um, and uh, and saying, no, you're not a woman and you can't come into women's spaces and you can't make me feel unsafe and you can't uh, take away my ability to win sporting events. And you can, no. And, and the story, the story of the emperor has no clothes. When finally everyone looked at the little boy and said, but the emperor's has no clothes. Right. And they looked at each other and they said, yeah, look, 
And finally, the emperor became so embarrassed because everyone was laughing and pointing. He asked someone to put a robe on him, and off he went in, in, in finally. embarrassment. That's the story. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Alexa, uh, Amazon Alexa declares <clears throat> the 2020 election was stolen, says Trump on Pennsylvania. Um, and WAPO reporter forces them to cha- <coughs> change the responses. So we're so excited about Alexa. She's been saying, yes, the, the, the presidential election was, was stolen, and, and WAPO went to Amazon and made him change it. So, Danielle. Um, and how was it stolen? It was stolen because the Congress certified a fraudulent election. Uh, yes. Right. And that's well, that's, what yep. Boom. That's the actual happening. So it says the flood of mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania was only possible after the left-leaning state Supreme Court obliterated the state constitution and allowed the Secretary of State to send out millions of mail-in ballots. That's how Pennsylvania was stolen. Okay. So in your web, in your in your Telegram folder, your Danielle folder, I just put a Jimmy Dore clip, and um. I would love for you to play it for my last thing. And I know your guest is going to be here soon. Has he logged in yet? Has not logged in yet. But this is great because, like I said, he's been filling in uh, for Jimmy Dore. Um, let's see. Telegram. I, that's why I played it last. Mm, okay. Uh, that's This is the not a Jimmy Dore. You sent me a. Yes. Uh, reaction to Matt Gates influencing. Yeah, it, it, I know. <laughs> Just That's play Jimmy it. Dore. Jimmy, yep. It said, "Well, uh, McCarthy is fired." It's ten minutes, right? Uh, I think so. Okay. All right. Is that too Here long? We go. No, no, it's fine. Uh, we've got about ten minutes, so yeah, let's see. Uh, three, two, one. You're like, wait, what? Is yeah. this a mistake? Like, yeah. this is this is not possible, right? How did this, you know, take place? And a Matt Gates is going out to call on him. You didn't keep your promise. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And yesterday, I asked him a question at your event that you had in Miami. I said, when you were doing that, when you were pushing him, did you actually think it was going to be a historic moment? Where this- How's the volume? Or the audio? Yeah, it's good. It's okay. Good. Okay. This guy was going to get fired, or did you just think you're going to scare him? To have like a, you know, publicity, TV, media reaction, kind of sharing your thoughts. And he gave his answer. But from your perspective, you know, what are your thoughts about what happened? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Unpack it for us. Well, this is exact. Matt Gates is doing the exact thing that I championed two years ago when the Democrats had a slim uh, uh, majority. And I wanted the progressives, meaning the squad, AOC and those people, to do what Matt Gates is doing to the speaker. They ran on doing that to Nancy Pelosi. And I said, you can't give your vote to her for speaker unless you get some concessions from her. And they refused to do that. And then, and half the people on the quote unquote left turned on me and said that I was doing something that was crazy. This came right from the DSA handbook. This came right from AOC's own campaign. She was like, we got to have a vote on Medicare for all. So that was my ask. My ask was you don't vote for Nancy Pelosi unless they give you a vote for Medicare for all on the floor, which is what Democrats have been saying they've wanted for two decades, if not longer. Since Nancy Pelosi actually in 1994 said she wanted that. So I'm like, this is something everybody agrees on on the left. So let's they wouldn't do it. Matt Gates is not only doing that, he's not only challenging, but he's actually 
asking for reforms that progressives should be cheering for. He wants to have single-item bills voted on. You don't want to put school lunches in with the border and Ukraine funding into the same bill. And that's garbage. And he wants that. And he's gonna he's willing to get rid of McCarthy for that. i got to tell you, it was really inspiring to listen to his speeches. And I realized that, oh, that's why they've made him into be such a monster. And now they're literally calling him a terrorist for doing that. And they're <laughs> trying to make it look like somehow he's a maniac and he's he, the, 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 the Republicans are out of control and chaos. That's exactly what someone's supposed to do. And Matt Gates, I don't think he takes PAC funding and he raises most of his money through $200 or less donations. And that's why he's able to do this. And it's like, I don't agree with probably most of his politics, but I agree with him doing this, him getting those reforms in the House. That's what lefties should be screaming for. And uh, it's it's really great what he's doing. He, he's made a fan out of me. Anyway, I love his anti-war stance. Now, the only thing I hope he doesn't pivot and be pro-war on China, but his, doing this to stop the funding for Ukraine is a definite winner for him, and the American people are coming around to his point of view. So I think it's great as a progressive and a lefty. I wish that the Democrats, the progressives, had half the nuts that he does because he's really – oh, it was just – it was sweet. I was just pumping my fist and cheering this guy on. And, and Matt Gates tweeted out that he's willing to give some concessions on the motion to vacate to raise the threshold, making it harder in the future if they enact Ro Khanna's reforms. <laughs> so he's shouting out a Democrat. Ro Khanna says, you can't, you can't trade stocks in Congress, 12, 12 year term limit, and no lobbyist and PAC money donations. And uh, I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's when, uh, you know, we're driving in the car, Luke is, uh, I'm, I'm in the passenger seat, Luke's sitting in the back and he goes, uh, Kevin McCarthy's been removed. And I was like, no, 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 no. Wait, hold on, hold on. I, I pull up Twitter and I'm like, no, I think, I think they're saying they may have the votes for now, but it can still reverse. And he's like, no, he's removed. And then I see the video and I press play and it's like, the yeas have it, the motion oh to vacate. And I was like, <laughs> I lost it. I just, I'm like dead silent. And then I'm, I just, this is history. The first speaker to be removed. And the issue is, if the Republicans made this big hubbub about 2022 and winning a majority, and once we do, we'll control the budget, we'll do these things. But Kevin McCarthy is unwilling to actually work with the people who got him that majority. And in fact, is just trying to work backroom deals, particularly to get funding for Ukraine. <laughs> then what's the point of, 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 of voting for these individuals? If in the end, all Matt, I, look, I'm sure Matt Gates and I will disagree on, on a lot of policy positions, um, like you know Jimmy was mentioning. But if the core of his fight is reforms in Congress, then I think he's going to have 80% of the country agreeing with him if they know what's actually going on. I'm going to ask this mm -hmm. question, and I want you to – the question I asked last night, I want to ask it tonight, and I want, you, I want you to give me a rebuttal. Gallup poll comes out, right? Republican – the Americans trust Republicans and economy, 53 to 39. Highest exchange – you know, difference between the two ever, okay? They trust Republicans for military. They trust Republicans for economy. They trust yeah. Republicans – for almost everything, right? Uh, everything was them trusting. By the way, we haven't had this. If you have the chart, Rob, to pull it off. Since when? If you've seen this, it's not something that's normal. You know, for the longest time, they trusted Democrats. If you look at the blue and the red, look at this uh, exchange on what's happened. It's very high and where we are today, right? It's just a number we're not accustomed to seeing. And the purple, the people that no difference, no opinions, going lower and lower and lower, which means people are having more and more opinions of what they want to do. So yesterday, there's certain people that say, Jimmy or Tim, they'll say, well, look at the Republican Party. They're in shambles. They're not united. This is why Democrats, 
will always win because no matter what happens, a Bernie Sanders will set aside to protect and get behind Joe Biden, and he'll get up there and try to convince the, the Ilhan and, 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 and you know AOC, we got to support him because we're going to get some things done. But no, we wanted you, Bernie, and Elizabeth Warren steps aside, and Amy steps aside, and the great Pete Buttigieg steps aside, and all these guys <laughs> step aside, right? And then probably good Republicans, man, they can't even get along. And then even something, you know, Trump say, why can't these guys all get along together? So there is different messaging from different people. Open-ended question. What do you say to the people that are saying, listen, Matt kind of just broke apart the Republican Party just because of eight people were not happy with McCarthy? Maybe. Maybe it is that right now what Matt Gates has done will, will create the image of disunity and scare the people who finally turned around. But I'll tell you what I actually think. I think the reason you're seeing the Republican Party go up is because of Matt Gates. Right. Because there have been, for the longest time, for my entire life, Congress has been a waste of time, and I didn't even vote. I voted for Obama. I regretted it because he blew up a bunch of kids. And then you get 2012 and 2016. I didn't vote for anybody. 2020, I turned around. I said, okay, maybe I want to start supporting some of these guys. 80, Gallup's latest poll, 82% disapproval in Congress. And Thomas Massey, I think he's a good guy, but he stands up there and gives this passionate, impassioned speech about how if we vote to remove McCarthy, this institution will fail. I bust out laughing. I'm like, you think 82% disapproval is an institution we want to preserve? <laughs> I'm wondering if the reason people are now actually saying I, I trust Republicans more is because they're hearing something that actually aligns yes. more so they're looking for at the very least. If it is Matt Gates saying, I want reforms and no more politics as usual, no more revolving door BS, no more lobbyist money. Yeah, okay, I'm behind Republicans for that, if that's what it is. That being said, Kevin McCarthy actually creates problems, in my opinion, mm -hmm. for someone who wants to support the Republican Party. Because as soon as they get their majority, what does he do? He starts playing politics as usual once again. The only thing keeping me interested is Matt Gates. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. The, the, this idea that somehow you're supposed to have party unity and that, you know, AOC was bragging about it, that, oh, the Democrats are running like a well-oiled machine. Well, you're not supposed to. You're you were sent there to oppose the establishment inside the Democratic Party. And, of course, they're acting like that wasn't what they were sent to do there. But it is what they're sent to do, which is why her approval ratings are in the shitter, too. So uh, they're not – this is exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And the only people who are anti-war are, are – are people on the right in the Republican Party. And I, I, as a lefty, I got nowhere to go. It's just like, I got to, so it's, it's, again, just to reiterate, it's great what Matt Gates is doing. So that's why he's going to be slimed and smeared in the corporate press up and down. He's going to be called everything from a pedophile to a terrorist to yeah. a white supremacist. Yeah. That's the game. And so we got to be aware of it. And uh, I, I stand in solidarity with his reforms in Congress. And I think most of the American people, they want to get PAC money out of there. They want to have single issue voting. They want to have more power to the, uh, to the members and less power to the speaker. And they want to stop the funding of Ukraine. And so it, it doesn't matter if it's Nancy Pelosi or Kevin McCarthy. They're going to get that funding for Ukraine. They're going to get the busy bidding done of the donor class. And so that's what Matt Gates is standing up to. And I thought that the lefties would stand up to it, Bernie Sanders and, and the squad. Of course, they didn't. In fact, they all voted for the largest upward transfer of wealth in human history. They all voted for funding this Ukraine war instead of funding the United States. They rolled over completely to be in the 
establishment, and that's what the Democratic Party is, in lockstep with the corporate media, in lockstep uh, with the donor class and the establishment. And I think people maybe are waking up to it, and that's why those numbers are happening like that. So I I really can't say uh, more about it. I always thought this was going to happen from a lefty, and it's coming from Matt Gaetz. <laughs> By the way, great. as a lefty yourself, what, what is it making you think about your next vote? Because you have a voice. You're your show. People listen to what you have to say, and you're very passionate, and you break things down, and you're a true believer. You come across as a guy that's like, listen, I'm a regular guy that just got a lot of opinions, right. and here's what I'm going through. What do you think, what are you grappling with yourself as your, for your vote in 2024? Well, uh, I was, um, thought I was going to support Cornell West, but uh, I'm not going to support, I can't see that happening mm -hmm. now. He's in bed with the same establishment people. He's got Peter Dow, who's a cancer on the left, that, in charge of his campaign, which is why he's flailing. And uh, he just left the Green Party, so he's not going to get ballot access. So he's not really running for president. And that was clear to me when he came on my show. He didn't ask for my vote. He didn't ask for the votes of the people who watch my show. Show. In fact, he looked like he was. He just came on to pick a fight with me, and uh, and he can't stop saying that Joe Biden is the lesser of two evils oh. with Donald Trump. So if you say that, you're undermining your own campaign, which led me to believe he's not really running. So I uh, looking forward to Bobby Kennedy uh, declaring his independent yes. run because uh, a lot of the stuff he says is really important to me, like his uh, his stance on COVID, lockdowns, authoritarianism, and free speech. And you know, he says if you don't have free speech, oh, okay, well. Um, okay, that's a great point. I also, I actually thought I was gonna um, uh, end that a little bit early, earlier because um, Craig's here. Um, Craig, press one if you can hear this. Oh, um, but good lord, that was perfect. Wasn't that great? So it answered Elizabeth's question why that was happening a, a few when, when Jimmy Dore was howling. Uh, yeah. And and so we just howled louder. Yeah, right. That's true. But All right. Well, Craig, the, Craig meantime, we're going to let uh, we're going to let Craig in. Um, welcome to the show. I just want to re pop in real quick. Something I just read from a parents teachers union post that one of our high schools, and I believe probably many of them are all doing this, are making the children, the high school children, wear heart monitors. Oh, oh, Lord, God, God help us. Lord, God help us. Is that our children are having a heart attack at such a massive rate because their, their silly parents trusted the doctors and injected them with something that's giving them heart attacks. And this is going on under the, radar. under the radar. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the, and the parent was like, is this some kind of a smart reader? And why wasn't I, why didn't they ask me to sign for this? Well, right, exactly. Well, let's welcome Craig to the show. He's here now. Um, Hi, Craig. Hey, guys. How you doing? Welcome. Thanks for We're coming. We're excited I can't wait here, to, sir. to meet you. Oh. I've heard. Tell us. I, I'm so honored to have you because we need more people like you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. It was my pleasure. And uh, Daniel well, asked me, and I said, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Now, how how soon did you start doing this documentary? Well, let's actually it set like... it up first a, a little bit. Like, what? Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea, Craig. Why don't, if it's okay with you, um, it, and you can just jump in and uh, and let us know when this started and and how it's going, and and uh, if you want to take it from mm -hmm. there. When was the holiday? Was it a Labor Day or uh, what was that date for the Labor Day? Because I went the day before. September first. Um, I arrived. Yeah. 
Wasn't it yeah. like 28 or something? And, something and it, like that. It hasn't been that long. So you really yeah, got it. It wasn't that long ago. Um, but uh, I went then. Uh, what's today's date? Today is the... Today is the 8th. The 8th. Yeah, no, so mm-hmm. it, it, I think it was like early September that it was. I'm not sure exactly. Um, well, Labor Day was the 4th, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So was it three weeks after the, three weeks after the uh, fire itself? Um, but, I mean, I made the decision to go literally probably two and a half days before that. And, um, you know, not sure about what exactly what we were going to capture over there and what we could do. Just had an idea, you know, uh, to put up a video of sorts. And it was the first time I actually brought a camera guy with me on the road. You know, having the benefit of Jimmy Dore's show and using his giant megaphone, uh, I was able to get some information out there. Now, I was, I, I've done the work before. I was, I was doing segments on Lahaina, and uh, I was kind of uh, laying out the scenario that was there. So the audience was very much interested in getting me there and, and supporting me. So I went there uh, literally two and a half days before I uh, I went, I made the decision. We spent about four and a half days there, and we came back and, you know, talking to the camera guy and the editor, we said, let's uh, let's make a, a documentary here. Now, you know, we went back and forth. We had one that was about an hour and 20 minutes. We cut one down to about 42 minutes, then we went back to like an hour and change. Um, it was kind of like my, uh, I guess, that Robert Evans moment when it comes to The Godfather, when he when it was given to him by Francis Ford, and he told Francis Ford, you have to you've given me a little taste here. You've got to give me the whole story. Uh, and I really just wanted to, you know, it was important for me to lay out the exact story so people got a, a real serious gist of what's going on over there. So that's when we went back to the hour and two change minute of the, of the video uh, and everything we learned. And so many things that are happening today uh, are so relevant in, in the uh, actual uh, documentary itself. So, I mean, it's, you know, some uh, some of the, I'm proud of this work right here that I've been able to do, and I'm so happy that, you know, Jimmy's uh, giving me the microphone and that audience was able to get me on the ground uh, and get us doing that work. So, yeah, it's uh, just a couple weeks now. Um, what is the most surprising thing um, that you noticed on the ground that was maybe covered differently in the media, to say it um, lightly? What What do you think is the most uh, different? The, the biggest difference you saw between media coverage and what was actually there? Well, that's one of the big reasons why I made a decision to go there too as well was because the lack of media coverage. Uh, it reminded me a lot of New Orleans that after the crisis itself, um, shortly after the mainstream media packed up and went home. Uh, but the story about all those people who were flooded out of their house was never told and nobody knew what they were going through. Uh, and Cynthia McKinney, you know, she was fighting, you know, for that independent investigation. Uh, for what happened with the flooding in New Orleans with the dam. She was uh, also pushing for an independent investigation in 9-11. So it seems like the woman has always been fighting for, you know, the, the most uh, oppressed and some of those who are in most need in dire straits. So I remember her doing that in New Orleans, and something just triggered me where I said, I have to get my butt on the ground and go over there and see what's what. You know, it was important for me to do so because the mainstream media had packed up and they weren't telling the story. So, you know, I looked at it as them providing a lane of me picking up uh, from where, you know, everybody had left off and also using the voice of the people there, you know, going to a lot of, uh, you know, TikToks and Instagrams and seeing short stories. Um, and I also had a great couple good friends on the island, a great connection. So it was just one of those situations where, you know, the most shocking thing to me was 
before I even left, the reason I had to go, which was the media just going away. It seemed like orchestrated, an orchestrated managed uh, gentrification and disaster capitalism, uh, capitalism was right in cadence, and they went right into play. So that's why I was so surprised that I showed up on the ground over there. Yeah. Now, I, um, I, you know, we've been friends for a while. I've been definitely following you um, as you cover for, you know, guest host for Jimmy Dore. And I, I kind of saw, at, you know, the, the wheels in your head turning when you were talking about the, you know, when, the, when it first happened. You know, and you're like, well, I, I don't know much about it. I, I wish I knew more about it. And, and you had your, your theories. And, um, and I knew you were going to go because I could just see the wheels in your head turning about, ah, you know, I, I, I really um, I felt like you were moved by this story and felt that, you know, the need to, to get out there. Um, one thing I don't remember, was that your first trip to Maui? Yes, it was. First trip to Hawaii yeah. ever. Yeah. It, yeah. And um, it's. It's very interesting that you chose to go there because, you know, if you've never been, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I went on my honeymoon there. And, and you know, um, and for me, it was my, my senior trip um, way back in 2000. Me and a, a, um, a couple good girlfriends went there to Kanapali. And um, so Lahaina was part of the every time we went out, basically, we went to, uh, to Lahaina. And so and then I was able to go my second uh, biggest donor to my um, 2018 congressional campaign lived there and invited me out. So um, I went, I've, I've only been twice, but that island, man, it just, it, there's an energy there that I've never really yeah. felt. And, um, and I'm so glad you got to go and, and uh, you know, it just felt like that energy pulled you out there. And I'm, I'm really happy to know you and, and to know that you're doing this work there. Um you're, you are planning you. on going back, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm planning on going back probably sooner than later. We're moving some things around. I was set to go in just less than 10 days to Argentina for the election. You know, we do international observation for uh, elections. You know, I've done like five wow. countries in Latin America out of the seven I've been to in the last two and a half years. Um, but we're going we're to go to the second round instead of the first round. Uh, so therefore, we can get back to Maui sooner than later because with the programs for the housing ending, uh, and it seems like there's also a push to shut down some of that mutual aid uh, we once were, were reporting on and, and kind of sharing the links where we were, we were helping put a, uh, actual resources and, and assistance right into the hands of the Maui uh, citizens and those people in Lahaina who lost so much. So there's, there's stuff happening right now today. Uh, but the crazy thing is, is that this story is not going to uh, reveal itself, you know, so quickly. It's going to be one of those things where there's going to be a lot of digging uh, to find out why the conditions in Lahaina were so bad, why it was a tinderbox, the water diversion for years, the water system mm -hmm. itself. So, you know, it, that's going to play out over the next several years. And so is the path moving forward, the rebuilding plan part. I don't mm -hmm. see how a lot of the people from Lahaina – can manage a way to stay there for at least two to three years when they probably break ground again, because that's how long these things take, uh, you know, when it comes to the rezoning of Lahaina, the new energy grid they're going to decide on. And, you know, a lot of us know here, especially on this phone call, that there's been talk of 15-minute cities. You know, the governor, Josh Green, was the keynote speaker at the mm -hmm. U.N. for 15-minute sustainable cities. So this, this is not going to be a quick story. It's going to play out over the next several years. Yeah, I think I, the key I totally agree. is to have the exposure. 
as I was watching it, and, you know, because it's so far away, they were able to put a media cap upon it and only put out what they wanted to tell you. So I believe the number, they still reported a little on it, and they kept the number at 87 deaths. But they never went in. I, I saw some live footage of people that went to the meeting with the state board, and these were highly educated lawyers and citizens calling them out. And that never got any, any airplay or any knowledge that the people there were very angry about what was happening. Um, were you able to meet with any of these people and, and pull that out? Yeah. And, expose? Yeah. and, and that's we, what needs to be that yeah the real thing. I, I th- yeah you know the, the you know that's um it's interesting too as well because you know I did meet some of those people right when I got off the plane I went right to Lahaina for a community meeting with Ellie Cochran who's a mm-hmm. congressional woman that's been showing up she's like one of the only few in that world the political lawmaking world the world you know those people who were supposed to be in charge of making sure Lahaina was uh, ready for this you know especially after they had a big fire in 2018. Uh, you know, so I was able to get right off the plane and meet with a lot of those people and some people who were, you know, uh, were on a couple of TikToks that got really popular. Um, I was able to right. meet with them personally, talk to them, survivors of the fire, uh, people who were inside the fire and made it out. So I was able to make, uh, you know, meet them. But, you know, one of the things I concentrated on when I went there is I did not want to be distracted so much with talking about what started this fire. We understood there was a lot of different theories out there, and there's still a lot of different theories out there. Uh, right. I knew there would be people always diving into it, always talking about it. And it's, once again, that's also, uh, you know, another situation we have to talk about because this is the long game. And it's, it's like, like I said, the conditions of water diversion for so many years to turn Lahaina into that tinderbox, that's going to take a while to play out. I wanted to concentrate more on what we have to do moving forward to help these people survive and stay there in Lahaina. Because, you know, with all the, the lack of transparency and the willingness to tell the truth, it was obvious to me that just like in New Orleans, they don't want those people there anymore. They don't want those people in Lahaina. Right. They want them going to the mainland. They want them leaving. They want that, that area themselves. They want that land themselves. Uh, the disaster capitalists are there. They were working uh, in full full speed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it was obvious. So what could we do to help these people out? What can we do to drive, uh, you know, uh, tourism to the island because they're so dependent on it? Uh, so that's what I concentrated on, and that's what I was able to capture in this document. That's great. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and that certainly is something that, that should be focused on. Um, it's, it's really hard because America is so saturated in a place that should have nothing to do with, American capitalism and, um, you know, especially being the, the original capital of Hawaii and, you know, um, I, I don't know, anybody who's spent a decent amount of time on on Maui in, in particular, but Hawaii in general, knows that uh, it was taken by force, basically. Um, you yep. don't hear about horrific wars or anything like that because the last queen decided it was best for her her people to give up the land um versus create bloodshed kill kill people kill citizens 
Um, but honestly, like that's that's, one crazy. of the things that, that um, Kamala or not Kamala um, that uh, Tulsi Gabbard would never answer is okay. So you, if you were born here, um, would you give Hawaii back to its people? That's what they want. It seems mm-hmm. like the majority of the people there want sovereignty. And with that sovereignty comes the respect of the land that I think America doesn't really um, uh, adhere to. Um, and so the fact that you would never answer that question, but uh, to, to your point, I know immediately what can we do? We can send you know, money and aid in, in these kind of things. But, but I think the ultimate way that we can help these people is to, get, is to give them their sovereignty back. It seems like a lack of sovereignty caused all of these problems, every last one of them. What do you think about that, Chris? It, 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 to me, well, you know, I mean, go, go ahead. I'm sovereign sorry. Peace. That, that area that they attacked or, or that was affected was the 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 the, the family that the royal family. It was the old oh. capital of the kingdom before old the capital, colonization behind yeah. it. So yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Wipe um, that out. I, we, we wipe out the history of, of where it was and who really well, owned it. Right, and that's kind of what we I do. But let, let, let's give the floor to Craig. Well, you know, I mean, you, to answer your question, I don't know if it would, you know, uh, have made the situation better, probably. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Um, but whether we know, whether we can say for a fact or not, it would have made it bad, better. Because this is hundreds of years, right? I think it's the late 1800s when late it was colonized. Yep. I think they have the right to their sovereignty. You know what I'm saying? I think they have the right to have their own you know, country. So, I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of areas. When I go to Latin America, I say the same thing. Why are we inside these countries in this Monroe Doctrine type of style? You know, I talk about, you know, the, the reason why we have so much migration to the southern border uh, is because we have 100 bases down there in Latin America. It's, it's not just bases set up. It's an occupation. And I'm not one for occupation anymore, especially when, you know, I mean, what can they say now? What can the government say? They allowed that situation to happen. They're trying to bury a lot of things over there because they don't want the responsibility of this happening. And it was their responsibility. They had a warning in 2018. They had a fire. And they should have known better to get that place uh, proper, you know, properly irrigated, water properly, working, you know what I'm saying, all these things needed to happen. They needed to do something with the grass that was not indigenous to Maui. It was a lot of grass that was brought in for cattle, brought in from Africa, and it easily burns. And when they cut the uh, water off from the irrigation when the, when the sugar cane tree left, well, you need to find other ways. You got one of the most dense, wet places on earth right next door to it. And, Hannah, you can turn around and look at the mountains, and you can see it's all wet. The clouds are up there. So this is definitely, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you want to blame capitalism itself or venture capitalist or vulture capitalism, but, it, you know, mm-hmm. it definitely seems like there was mishandling of water, and, and that needs to be spoke about because that's the reason why that place set on fire. Yeah. And we can, you know, um, um, we're, we're both from California, right? right? Well, I'm not, Craig, I'm not sure where you grew up, but I met you. You were living in California and we yeah. have our, definitely have fires here, right? Um, and a lot of them yeah. have to do with wind and lack of water yeah. and things like that. Um, and then, you know, and I, I've ran from, from major fires. I mean, I was basically, you know, the, there was a huge fire in 2007, 
um, where we had to run from fires for, for three days down here in San Diego. And um, the conditions seemed similar, um, you know, and then from there, laws were passed that, you know, you have to have certain, you know, uh, amount of space clearance between your home and, uh, you know, and um, not your home, other properties, right? Like you can't just have brush coming right up to your house. Um, you know, I, I just, I just don't know. Uh, I under, I understand that Maui has historically been uh, wet, but when we can call it global warming, but really it's a failure of, of protecting property. You know, maybe they're not used to it, but they certainly have high winds. Um, and if you're saying that there was another incident in 2018, um, why, why weren't there any measures put in place to stop, um, to learn from their mistakes, just like California does. We, we put in laws to, to make sure that that stuff doesn't happen. Um, you know, I, I guess I've asked about four different questions, but like, is, is this just a complete failure in management? Um, or was there something more, um, you know, more nefarious going on that you think, what, what do you think about that? Well, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it's weird because I think a lot of people plead ignorance so they don't have to plead fraud, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, if you didn't know, if it happened because you were just ignorant, you know, uh, your intent is totally different. Uh, but there definitely could be something more nefarious going on over here. And, and one hand leads to the other. And that's the thing. That's why you do need tra full transparency. Like I said, we could talk until the cows come home on how this thing started. Why wasn't the crisis situation handled the way it should have been handled, right? Why was the water right. not going to to those areas when it should have gone there? We need to know everything. So regardless if there is a more nefarious plan or there is not or, or not, uh, it doesn't still take away from the fact that it, it was completely, totally mismanaged, uh, Danielle, right. uh, and the situation. Uh, some people need to be held accountable. Yeah. Um, and I, I understand that um, that it's in your best interest to go um, to the just, you know, how do we solve the problem and not what caused the problem? Um, you know, because I don't think a lot of people on the island are ready to talk about what happened um, as, you know, what what caused it. Um, but, you know, if it was just a simple thing of, you know, like, for instance, like me living by the ocean, uh, my first responses, well, why didn't they have some kind of mechanism right by the ocean, you know, at least right by the ocean, if people were huddled on, onto that front street to pump water from the ocean? I understand that it'll ruin, uh, you know, buildings. But when we're talking about buildings versus life, I, I wonder why they didn't have those kind of basic things to even pump ocean water in, into cars so people could get out. Like it, and And the other question that I had is that uh, why, why do you think that there's so many just completely missing people at this point? Why is it that, you know, we haven't come across DNA evidence of, uh, uh, you know, of all of these missing people? If that's, if that's the answer, we're just going to say, well, they just burnt up. Why isn't, why isn't there more DNA evidence? Why do you think? Well, I don't know exactly for sure what happened as far as, you know, I heard the winds, you know, they were pretty heavy that day and the fire was pretty damn hot. And these are the million yeah. dollar questions. These are the questions that need to be answered. The fact that, you know, that nobody knows why. And they're not explaining. They're not giving those answers. They're, 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 they're being silent on it. And in fact, you know, there's a water 
uh, czar of sorts who, you know, who was eventually uh, demoted and sent to an undisclosed location. Well, the people of Lahaina have been trying to get him back because they want questions answered so they can figure out these questions on why things were so awful. You know, why did this happen? I mean, the water itself was not, you know, was not pumped into these hydrants. And, you know, these were like, when we went out there, we heard a lot of theories, and it was theories confirmed, theories confirmed. There were police in certain parts not letting people out of Front Street because they thought the lines were armed and and heavily, you know, electric. uh, They they had electric going through them, and they wouldn't let people out. They were sending them back in towards the fire. And that's that's just something we need answers for right now. And they're just trying to be as silent as they can be. And, you know, you know, for, for obvious reasons, number one, somebody doesn't want to have to pay the price because they might have to be in a lot of serious trouble. Or it's just, once again, it's that orchestrated gentrification, very well managed. I mean, bringing in the, the, the chief from Las Vegas from the shooting to be, you right. know, to right. be your chief yeah. of it. This is yeah. just way too coincidental. Yeah, so and, and you're which gonna have was to come an, up with your own conclusion, incident. but... Right, yeah. but that's another yeah. incident where people were deathly silent about it, right? Isn't that strange? Like, you know, I'm yeah. just trying to connect dots here, and I know that I'm not there, and, and I know, and I certainly don't want to offend anybody in Lahaina or Maui that, that went through this. I, you know, that this is a traumatic situation, uh, you know, it, but it's the same thing with, like, the Sandy Hook or the Vegas shooting or, or any other major 9-11. There, there's all of these incidences where, where people – the, you know, the first thing that we do when we're in shock is that, you know, we're in denial, right? We don't want to ask questions, right? And, and I feel like there are so many people, you know, spanning throughout, you know, modern history. Like, let's go to, to 9-11. People still to this day, when you ask questions about 9-11, they say, well, you're being disrespectful to the dead. Don't ask questions about Sandy Hook because that's being disrespectful to the dead, you know, all of this stuff, I'm certainly not trying to be disrespectful to the dead, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling you that, that I wouldn't haunt you if I died or my children died or, you know, um, I would not haunt you if you asked questions. You know what I mean? I, I would not be upset at people asking questions, trying to figure out answers that aren't being, you know, questions, answers that aren't being given. Right. I want to tell you that there's a billboard on the expressway going into O'Hare that has something to do with Maui. People oh, are yeah. not forgetting about this, and they want they, We can't. And I was like, wow. So this speaks volumes to the fact that the, the powers that be want this to go away and not have us ask questions, and that right there should say there's yeah. a lot of things you need to How many headlines for. have we experienced in the last – you know, months really, or, you know, since, since this happened, how many new headlines have we seen to distract us from, from Lahaina? And like I said, like my spirit feels so connected to that Island and to that place that, that like, I I don't know, I can't let it go. Um, And so, yeah. And and there is that energy on that Island, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how are you able to get your documentary out there? How have you been able to, well, I don't want to say market it, but where can we find your, Share it, your yeah. documentary? Uh, well, it's on my YouTube channel. It's a brand new YouTube channel. So the fact that it has over 40, 
2,000, I think it's going on close to 43,000 views on a brand new YouTube channel. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be able to give me monetization for the channel on YouTube. Uh, so hopefully we can raise a few more bucks to get back there because uh, that's what we want to do. We want to make a volume two because um, we don't want the story to die, right? And we want to make sure that I can – look, if I can highlight other voices there that need to be highlighted, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do so. And, you know, when it came to work with talking about the water, this woman, Tina Leah, she's been doing a lot of work when it came comes to the mosquitoes that they're going to unleash over there. You know, the, the those Bill Gates mosquitoes, the ones that are going to try to uh, yeah. <laughs> sterilize the other mosquitoes that are on the planet because they said they have an issue with them. So she's been doing a lot of work on that. Her name is Tina Leah. I made her, met her. She's also been following the water situation, and she's trying to get answers on the water. So if I can highlight her work and she has a sub stack and she shows up to the, the city council meetings and makes the phone calls and can lay it out exactly what's going on so we can continue to keep that story going because it's going to take some time, like I said, they're not going to do so. Uh, I was able to highlight people who are doing you know mutual aid out there um, and other activists, and I'm going to continue to do that and highlight the local journalists out there that are going to follow it or people's pages. We just got to find a way to put a magnifying glass and, and a megaphone on these on the situation for the people in Maui. So, I mean, because it is easy to get distracted, right? We had the Mac 8 thing going on last week, you know, and which was nuts. And, you know, tomorrow RFK is supposed to make his, uh, his announcement, uh, which uh-huh. kind of is downplayed now after his comment on what happened in Israel, right? So it's like right. Israel had yeah. this whole situation and, and now I'm like my mind is there. It's like as soon as we get out of this out of this uh, I- interview, I'm gonna get ready for tomorrow's show. Uh, I'm doing Jimmy's show, and I gotta <laughs> set the table for make sure that you know we have a very good conversation about what's going on in Israel and Palestine. So I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there are plenty of things that distract us. There's gonna be many more things to distract us. Uh, but if I can kind of hold on to it, you know, uh, especially when election time comes around, because I'll be camping up for that. Uh, and if I can do my part to highlight those other voices, those independent voices on those islands, on that island, I'm going to do so. That's amazing. And also, pro- the, probably the reason that you've had such traction on this documentary is specifically because you've avoided any of these hot and bu- hot button topics, right? Like you can't, like I, you know, I was looking up um, directed energy weapon uh, stations on Maui. Right. I just wanted to see that, you know, because I've, I've heard that there are stations for directed energy weapons on Maui. But when you type mm-hmm. it into Google, what happens? No, it's fact check, politifact, da, 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 da. There there's such, uh, you know, a, a censorship on, you know, connecting this tragedy to anything that is outside the, the narrative. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, to, to your point, that's probably why you've gotten such such great traction on this is because specifically because you're very smart and you have avoided these hot button issues and, and hopefully yeah. passing it off to the people, the activists, the um, advocates, um, the researchers, you know, the experts on the Island um, and, and promoting them, that will, that is probably the best thing that we can do for these people. Um, we can raise awareness and then, Mm-hmm. Uh, promote people who who know what they're doing when it comes to these very technical issues that are specifically on the island. You know, we, we all know that pictures can be, you know, altered and, you know, evidence can be skewed to even, um, you know, I guess 
lessen a voice of somebody who knows what they're talking about, that, um, that it's a great idea to just promote the experts there. I think that might be the answer, uh, you know, you, best you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to do that, Danielle, because, you know, let me tell you this much. It ain't just Danielle St. John who's looking up direct energy weapons. A lot of people are, and there's a lot of people on that island who are very suspicious. I don't know exactly where the direct energy weapon is, but I know there's a laser up there, right? <laughs> they, yeah. they talked about there's a big laser on that island, one of those volcanoes and stuff, and one of those mountains. Mm-hmm. So I know that that is, that's there too as well. But you yeah. know, when you t- that was something that was very surprising. Everybody had different theories. Like there, there was a guy who I met out there, and he's once again, you know, he's uh, he's not one to uh, not believe in, you know, some of those tinfoil hat stuff. Like in other words, he's connected to it. But when you hit that the thought process, he goes, why would I use a, a, a laser when I could have walked up there and dropped a flare into that brush with those winds? So the winds are more – I'm more suspicious about yeah. the winds. I'm looking more about, you know, I, I would look more into uh, uh, geoengineering, weather modification, right, than anything yeah. else. I was personally looking into that stuff. But once again, I am allowing – I'm touching up on it. I'm looking at it. I'm glossing over it. But I'm passing on those – that work to the other people who know it best. I want the, yeah. the concrete answers on the crisis. Why wasn't right. that water turned on? I'm not stopping that yeah. until I get those answers. You know what I'm saying? Why mm-hmm. was the cops blocking people in? Who gave the order? Who gave that order? You know what I'm saying? If, if, if the locals exactly. knew that the electricity was out and it was out, why were the cops thinking the electricity was on and weren't letting people go one direction where there were power lines down? That's who correct, didn't, yeah. Who didn't, who didn't make that call? Chief, the chief was on island. Why, why didn't the chief, you know, make sure this thing was was done properly? You know, and uh, correct. It, it, why wasn't the emergency broadcast, whatever they think they got for their for their phones and the sirens? Why didn't that sound? That is just ridiculous. The guy says right. that it wasn't a tsunami, and it says it on his website. That, Wild, yeah. Wildfires. We need these answers right, right. here, and where they're all invested. Right. If John yeah. Green is going to be the keynote speaker for 15 minutes of sustainable cities, that's very, very suspicious. I keep pointing that one out because here's the thing. All the citizens know. They know this information. It's not me just saying it. They know. And they're upset with the number of, of the downplaying of the number dead. That's another thing. Yeah. All, it, it's like a smack in the face, the Ukraine money that's given to the Ukraine, but nothing to them over there in Hawaii, $700 a household. And why are mm-hmm. you downplaying the dead? They want answers. But yeah, absolutely. And that's conspiracy theory. And that's, you know, uh, that speaks volumes. Facts, facts, facts. Let me ask you real quick. The, the missing children, is that a thing? Was that a thing that you heard about? That there's but I don't think they're missing. I think they're dead. They were, I think they're dead. I think there's a lot of dead children and they're trying to... I think sometimes when they talk about the missing children um, and somebody's talking about, oh, they were picked up and taken out or that theory, I don't know about that. What I do know is that kids oh. were sent home because of the wind. And what I do know is that it was so, so beyond hot that some of these kids could just be dead and not they're not reported. They're downplaying that number. Did you find yeah. people, real-life people there, that were concerned because their their kids were missing? Was it an actual thing on the island or something just on the Internet? No, because they weren't ready to talk about it. I was there three weeks off the yeah. I was there three weeks after the fire, and I think that they're, that's the whole thing is a lot of these that's people are dealing with trauma. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I I thought that you know I might be able to catch somebody who would be talk who would talk about losing their children or losing their loved ones, uh, but I realized when I got there, even though it was three weeks after, it's still early. These people aren't ready to talk about it. They're they're oh, dealing with some serious yeah. trauma. I don't know. See, my theory or my 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 gut reaction is if you're you wouldn't be able to shut them up with their kids. They'd be screaming. They'd be in, in grief. Yeah. Well, I think they, I think they're, I think they're under the impression. They're under the impression that their kids are dead, I think. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, um, and, and this is another one that it's, it's so technical that, like, I don't I, – I, I understand that people aren't ready to talk about these kind of things. That makes perfect sense to me. But I was just able to witness a, a cremation, like a burial at sea. Um, a friend of mine's mother died, and she was cremated. Mm-hmm. And she came to San Diego with her ashes. Uh, to spread them at sea. I was able to see those ashes. Uh, and this is cremation heat. Um, and I, I've heard uh, some officials say that you guys have to, you know, realize that uh, these people were basically cremated, right? Um, but when mm-hmm. I looked at the, the ashes of, this, of my friend's mother, I could see hair. I could see, I could see hair. Um, and mm-hmm. yes, it, it, you know, it, so... Mm-hmm. For, for me, it's like, okay, so, you know, a lot of people think like cremation, um, everything's gone. It's just ashes. But I'm wondering why they can't get DNA, you know, off of this kind of stuff. And and to your point, Craig, that it might just be that they're not ready to see it. They're not ready to talk about it. They're not ready to, you know, for any of it. And, and my heart goes out to them because, you know, I could see how people would react that way. I can tell you if my children died, I would want to know every answer Every, you know, uh, no matter how mm-hmm. it was, I would ask every single question until I found out. Uh, but that's just me. Right. And, and um, you know, uh, maybe some time will help these people be ready for it. And, and I, I applaud you, Craig, for going back and, um, you know, and, and seeing if and following up with this, because this is a story that's evolving. This is a story like, um, for instance, like. Uh, Craig, you talked about the police and the and the downed power lines. You can't go this way because of the electricity, right? Um, well, in court filings, uh, the power company came out and said, no, 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 no. They were down already. We already took off. You know, the power was already off. So you can't blame this on on us. The other really important thing, Craig, that I learned from uh, your research was that people on Maui could not call Maui, but people on Maui could call California and people from, you know, California could call Maui. Um, and there was one, um, everybody should go uh, watch this documentary, but there, there was one man who was talking about trying to get in touch with his children, his teenagers, that their cell phones were off, could not call Maui to Maui. This man called his parents in California and the parents in California, correct me if I'm wrong, were, were able to three-way the children that were missing so that they yeah. could, yeah, that's insane to me. Why is that? Why is it that you can call the mainland, but you cannot call island to island? What kind of mechanism created that kind they of shut, situation? They shut off the service. Someone shut the service off. Just like somebody but they weren't off. What I'm saying is that they were able to call California, but they weren't able to call in in Maui. That gives me goosebumps. Like that's 
you know, maybe you can follow up on that a little bit more. I would love to know more about that because to me, that's pretty insane. Also the pictures being deleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, that picture thing deleted happened to me on my January 6th pictures are gone. Somebody went in for the back end and erased them. And that dude had the same thing happen to him too as well. And I, you know, I truly believe that stuff. That's not, that's not conjecture anymore. That's, that's actually real. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, it doesn't surprise yeah, me one bit, you know, because once again, mm-hmm. trying to control, you know, seemingly like they want to control the information, here, which is also a reason why, you know, you bring that chief in. You want to control that information. You have a guy who's a veteran at that. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of suspicions. And that, you know, not being able to call Inner Maui was really trippy, too, as well. Uh, and, you know, this, a lot of people are saying stuff like that. When you're talking to the actual people, who are there involved with this whole situation, you know, they're trying to figure out what's what and put the pieces together, but they all have a lot of these theories and they all tell me different stories like that. It's not just a a, a very select few. It's the majority of them have different stories Mm -hmm. like that about different situations. And, and the, um, the, there was a concerted effort for the police to keep people from helping other people, bringing food to them. And they were like, you can't go here. We're following orders. No. They were not allowed to help their neighbors and bring food. Yeah. I saw right. so many videos of that. And I'm wondering what? who gave the order and why were the police acting like brown shirts? I'm just following orders. Right. I, they had to have known that was so wrong on a human level. Right. Well, I think they were trying to keep the area clear. I mean, honestly, like, this is another thing. If you've never been to the island, now, uh, Craig, you have been. Um, there are Walmarts uh, on Maui, you know? Mm-hmm. Why is it that Malachi could get supplies to Lahaina quicker than Maui? When there, when it's it's not as built up as the, the main island of, of Hawaii, but it's it, – you know, it's the same as San Diego. There's all of the same creature comforts as, as San Diego is. I, I could not imagine uh, having, um, I mean, this is a little extreme, but like getting, having Catalina send um, packages to um, Long Beach, you know, because uh, this, other places in Southern California couldn't get supplies in. So by boat, it's quicker than than a FEMA or, or even a personal delivery, you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and you, you've heard those stories, right? That Malachi is sending supplies oh, yeah, yeah. and, and the supplies yeah. from within Maui were, were held up. Yeah. I heard and a lot of those to stories like too as well. They wrote them off. They wrote them off and nobody was allowed to give them anything. They were just stuck there and, and we can't let anyone in. No one can bring food and, they were creating a bad situation. Like, not, you're a prisoner. You're a prisoner of this environmental disaster. We can't let anyone in. And it's like, this is... Right. Who's, who's giving you this order to treat people like this? Yeah. At Did the very beginning, I, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I, let's, um, Craig's the expert here. Well, I would let, like to give him Craig, some floor time. Was there anything you saw? Or was, I was, was, well, I was there three weeks after, so... I didn't see that initial lockdown when people were trying to get in and they were very, very frustrated and upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a hard thing to deal with, right? Like imagine a house you've lived in forever, your whole life, and, you know, it's been there for different generations and your family's lived there and your mom's lived there and your mother's mother's lived there and all that stuff. And you leave one day 
and you try to go back and you're not allowed into your own neighborhood and they're keeping you out, mm-hmm. uh, that frustration has got to be somewhere ridiculous. And they closed off a lot of areas in Lahaina, you know, and they had zones. And they gave them different numbers. They just started letting people back in last week to certain zones that have been closed down since. But, uh, you know, the mutual aid people I talked to, it was like they had to depend on themselves. They couldn't depend on their state. <laughs> their state, uh, their, they couldn't um, depend on their institutions. You know, FEMA was dragging their feet. Uh, Red Cross had a little help here and there, but they had to get stuff in themselves and set up these mutual aid stands themselves bringing stuff in by jet ski or boat or whatever they had to do. Because, yeah, a lot of the areas, they were closing down roads and whatnot uh, as they were securing the area and putting up the big black fence. Yeah. Um, I saw videos of people being arrested that were doing that, bringing things by boat and jet ski, and the authorities were arresting them. You cannot help these people. Yeah. Um, it, It depends on where they were coming from. Like, I don't think they messed with Malachi. I don't think anybody should mess with Malachi. Like they're they're pretty like hardcore, uh, not relying on the government kind of status. If I, I don't know, mm-hmm. if you correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it seems like Malachi is pretty much like um, uh, uh, homesteaders basically compared to what Maui is. Is that what you the the uh, um, feeling you got to, Craig? Who is Malachi? The island, the island of Malachi. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even know who I didn't even know who they were. Really, uh, bringing, I didn't. In the, I, I just knew they were coming in from different air, uh, islands and coming in by water and coming in by jet ski. I guess that yeah. was a different island they were coming in from. I didn't know it was Malachi. Yeah, Mal. Well, that's the one I've heard the most, right? And I'm not an expert on Hawaii. You know, I've only been there a few times, but I am really like, you know. Yeah. I don't know, like, since, like, my, my sensations, like, connect with this island. And I know you, you talk about energy, but, like, I, like, the sense of, uh, of smell is really strong for a lot of people. And I remember standing um, on, uh, you know, Front Street right by that uh, stone wall and, and smelling the smell that we smell. Every once in a while we smell it in, in San Diego, and that's why I know I'm like, oh, it smells like Lahaina. But this uh, very, like, humid um, you know, like beachy smell that is, um, you know, I, I, I connect even to that smell now always brings me back right there to front street in Lahaina. There is a, an energetic pull for me. And I think for a lot of people to this Island. And so, um, you know, I'm, uh, I really want to help them. And I feel like I'm very much an outsider and, and I am, but I, I have done enough research to know, like, the difference in the islands. Uh, you know, like, for instance, Kauai is almost like a, a, a rainforest, right? Um, uh, uh, Malachi is kind of the same way. Look, look at uh, the next time you go, I would love for you to, if you have time, if you uh, feel like it's the right thing to do, to talk about Malachi and, and how they were able to get supplies and, and why uh, the people of Lahaina think that – other islands were able to bring in food uh, faster or supplies faster than than Maui was. Like that, to me, was a, a big red flag. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of rambling, but it's mainly because I love you and I love these islands. Um, so <laughs> we, 
anything to add to that? You know, do you think you can maybe try to do that? There's such a tall, like a, a big You know what? I, I, that, is, that is something that I didn't concentrate on, too, as well, is understanding exactly where these uh, the donations came from because people were telling about all over the island. Uh, when I was in one part, some people told me some stuff. I told them I was going to Hana to check it out, and, they, and one guy was like, oh, yeah, they donate a bunch of stuff from Hana to us over here at this uh, mutual aid stand. So I know they were getting stuff from Hana and different parts of the island. I'm going to look into Malachi a little bit more. I didn't really think about tracking where a lot of, uh, in particular, where the stuff was coming in from. I just knew it was coming in through boats, coming in through different roads, different, you know, back roads. And, and that's the thing. There's not a ton of back roads in there, so it's, it's hard to get around there unless you know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, there's a big, there's one big highway around the island, and then there's a lot of locals, you know, local roads on the inside. So, I, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and again, a, not a lot of people in the United States can really relate to that or, or um, you know, visualize that um, unless you're there. And, um, and but once you're there, the energy stays with you forever. So, um, so I really appreciate you um, going and going, you know, more than one time. Um, maybe, maybe look into conspiracy theories, maybe not put them out there, you know, to, to the YouTubes. We know about the safe and effective stuff. Um, right. So it's possible (laughs) that I would rather have you get your message out there and get, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of people share, uh, and monetize you to be able to keep doing this stuff than focus on conspiracy theory. Um, but you know, the conspiracy theory theorists are like, 12 to 1 at this point. So, you know. Um, yeah. I think it's okay yeah. to dip my toe a little bit, right? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll dip my toe just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Craig, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you. Um, and, you know, I, I love, love, love what you're doing, um, filling in for Jimmy Dore. Uh, I love Aaron Mate too, but he's a little bit dry. I I much prefer you filling in for for Jimmy Dore than uh, than really any other uh, guest host. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on, ladies. I'm glad you're liking what I'm doing, and I look forward to coming back on and having a conversation about part two once I get back from there. Oh, definitely. It's a date. Um, Awesome. All right, Craig, thank you so much. Um, and we will hang out if you want, but you know, I know you're a busy man and we, um, but, uh, you know, I think that we're going to, um, really kind of just wrap up the show at this point. So, um, yeah, I think. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'll be on Jimmy tomorrow guys. I'll, I'll be there. Can't wait. All right. Can't wait. See you there. How long, how long is your documentary? About an hour and ten minutes. A little bit under, about an hour and eight. I'm going to send it to you in our our Seeds of Change chat. You should definitely um, watch it. I want to. Lahaina on fire, everybody. Craig Pasta Jardula, that YouTube. Bye. Thank you. Take care, babe. Thanks for coming. All right, I'm sending it to you now. It's so good. Um, Thank you, babe. Uh, anyway, yeah. So isn't that, oh God, I love him for going. I love him for doing that. Oh, we need more. We need more people who are just willing to brave the, the, uh, firestorm of your conspiracy. No, 
thing. We need journalists, real journalists. And that I think he's going about it a great way by just staying away from the hot topics that you could throw into the conspiracy I think it's theory. the only way. Can. And, and, and the tough questions of why did we allow this to happen? What Did we have a land management associations? What were you doing? What were we... What should should we not fire you for not doing a good job year after year after year? You created this situation. Hmm, that would be a good congressional investigation, I think, to have. You know, call that Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, real quick, I wanted to ask him, but I didn't want to invade the conversation. As it was happening, I was getting inundated with the the TikTokers and then the live videos on the ground of, of what a desecration was happening. And I, I started to to wonder, are these real videos? Or what was their motivation? Were they just trying to spread fear porn? Were they trying to, were they asking me for money? Um, and then it's yes like, and yes. Are, are these real? And, and, and yeah. a big disconnect for what he saw and what I was seeing coming off of, you know, the land of the Internet, I'm curious as to, you know, because there is a big group of people that are just putting, you know, wild and crazy things out there, and we're just eating them up like candy without discerningly stepping back and, is this real? Is this real, or are they just, like, you know, yanking our chain? Um, I was curious. What do you think? What what do you think about that? Um, I think that there – I think there were a lot of conspiracy theorists out there, Um sharing videos of laser beams coming down, you know, uh, and, and hitting Lahaina, just like there were um, conspiracy theorists doing it for, for San Diego. You know, we burn mm-hmm. down pretty regularly. And just what, it, I, I, it really resonated with me what he said about, like, the local saying, you know, you could just, you know, get a flare gun and, and set this whole place on fire. Um, I've, oh, I've said that right. a million times. Like I could pay, you know, I could give, um, you know, a homeless person $20, a sandwich and a, and a match and San Diego would go up. <laughs> why, why would we need to do this? Do you know what, right. you know, I uh-huh. also, you know, I think there's a lot of things going on to, uh, to make us look discredited. Right. Like, like I said, right. there, there is a directed energy um, a, a, a station on Maui. There, there is one, but when you look up directed energy station Maui, you get fact check, fact check, fact check, fact check, fact check. You're wrong, misinformation, all of these things. I'm not talking about La- that's, no that's Lahaina. There is no evidence that Lahaina was burnt mm-hmm. down by a directed energy weapon. All of these mm-hmm. crazy things. I didn't ask you that, Google. I asked you if there was a directed energy. Uh, you know, station on Maui, mm-hmm. right? So th- there's a lot of things that want to make us look crazy. You know, the blue, the blue roof thing. Stop it. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Bulldog. I think we should, we should Google. Um, oh God. Is there a fact check program, disinformation program? Out there? <laughs> should we ask Alexa? And we that? know that there is. <laughs> and that's the thing is that that's, that right there is going to make a lot of people be like, well, wait a second. Fact checks are always fake, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I do, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think that what's mm-hmm. going to happen is that they're going to say fact check. No, this is an altered image of a laser mm-hmm. beam 
going into Maui. Mm-hmm. But that is not exact. Mm-hmm. That's not how directed energy weapons work. It's not a beam. Mm-hmm. You, they they wouldn't spend that much money on on a program where people could see the laser beam. You know, it used to be um, mm-hmm. the, the alien laser beam, right? But now they're mm-hmm. talking. Now we they've already said that uh, uh, aliens are real, so they can't even say that now. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, anyway, Interesting. I love Craig. I love what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look forward to supporting him in the future on on you know uh, on any endeavors, but especially these kind you know these kind of things that are so close to my to my heart. We just hit the uh, one minute mark. So Elizabeth, do you have any final thoughts for the week or to start the week? Oh, just to start the week. Let's not watch the news. Find a good book to read. Cook some good food. I'm making some chicken soup right now. Um, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, um, because it is now, it's winter time. It went from, you know, 90 degrees to it's 40. And I'm like, we need to stock up on some soups, homemade soups, and just try to de-stress Um if you're healthy and your immune system's working the right way without all this aggravation and stress, you're able to face the world with a, with a smile. So I think yeah. that's what we should do. It's, we Wonderful. can only focus upon what we can control is our own happiness, and I think that's the key. That's how we work by being happy. <laughs> I agree. All right. Thank you so yeah. much. Uh, and on to another lovely show. Um, Please share this if you can. Uh, We love you all, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Have a great week. Love you. Bye-bye. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.